the popcorn, put on your comfiest pajamas, and grab a drink because it's time for a new episode of Sierra Unfiltered. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Sierra Unfiltered. Hey, friends. I love that we have the podcast now because I feel like whenever whenever we're having a good conversation, mm-hmm. we'll be like, oh, we should do that as a podcast. Totally. Which is totally how today's podcast mm-hmm. came to be. Skylar and I recently found out our uh, Enneagram numbers. Was it recent I've, for you? I've known mine for at least a year. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I found mine out maybe a month ago. And, like, it was just, like, a fun little thing. I was like, oh, I'll sit down. I was with my cousin and my aunt, and I'm like, we'll take it together. And then I literally, like, left. (laughs) Because I was, like, so mind blown. Like, left the place that you were at with your cousin and aunt? And my aunt. Or, like, left, like, emotionally? No, like, 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 physically got, like, after, like, maybe 45 minutes later, I was, like, still thinking about my Enneagram type. I was like, I think I need to go home. Like, it just, I've taken a lot of personality tests because I yeah. love that kind of stuff. Totally. But Me for, too. For whatever reason, my Enneagram type, when I was reading the description, like, cut me to the core. I think it's because it also says, like, the negative traits that you carry. And, like, what you should work on. Yeah. And that was a big thing for me. I was like, oh my gosh, too real. Because I think it's really easy to be like, oh, wow, I'm so kind. I take care of people. Or for you, like, I'm such a leader. I'm such a change maker. But when it's like, yeah, you really don't take care of yourself. And, like, when you don't take care of yourself, you spiral. You're like, oh, Oh, crap. Maybe I should work on that. (laughs) I feel like it makes you feel very seen. Yeah. And then more recently, mm-hmm. we were hanging out with two other YouTubers, Remy and Alicia, who also have a podcast, and we were mm-hmm. talking about our Enneagram numbers because you and Remy have the same one, yeah. and me and Alicia have the same one, and they sent us this, like, podcast and this album of this guy who wrote songs for every Enneagram type, mm-hmm. and then I listened to mine and I cried. <laughs> yeah. Me too. So, for this episode, we thought it would be fun to... so. Prior to this episode, we took three personality tests. Mm -hmm. The Enneagram test, which we had already done, Mm -hmm. the Myers-Briggs test, and the color code test. Mm -hmm. And we have our answers, and we're going to kind of, like, talk about them, deconstruct them, like, delve deep into ourselves and each other. Which is so exciting. So exciting. But Uh, before we do that, what what you drinking? drinking? (laughs) Um, Jinx, you owe me a cranberry juice? I was going to say White Claw, (laughs) because, you know... You're not supposed to drink when you're pregnant, but if you didn't know, there ain't no laws when you're drinking claws. Oh <laughs> my gosh. I'm just kidding. Please don't drink white claws yeah. when you're pregnant. This has gone too far. I'm drinking a white claw. This is Cheers. too much. Just to clarify, I absolutely have not drank and I haven't even drank since we were trying to conceive. No, so. you haven't. But if you wanted to, there would be no laws. If oh. you were drinking claws. My gosh. Recently, the Portland, Oregon um, police department tweeted out, like, contrary to popular internet belief, there is in fact laws that apply when you are drinking claws. Oh my gosh. This revolution has gone too far. What are you drinking, though? I'm drinking cranberry juice. There you go. Per use. I know. And what are you drinking? I'm drinking a White Claw. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa, so shocked. The amount of White Claw memes in my DMs has, like, 
really gotten to a point. And but don't stop. Like keep sending me white claw memes. See, I have never tasted a white claw because when that face started to happen, we were like trying to conceive. Yeah. And also, I'm not like a big seltzer person. Like I wasn't a big truly person. And so truly, and white claws are like the same. Well, and if there was overlap, like I didn't. No. I wasn't super excited about it. And I feel like you've gotten into it in the last couple months. Oh, yeah. Well, that's the thing. I honestly, the taste of White Claws and Trulies are the same. Like, if they're both there, I have no preference. It's the culture. It's the culture. <laughs> I love White Claw culture. Like, someone in, in a vlog I had mentioned that, like, if I'm drinking a Truly, like, what am I even supposed to say? And they said, uh, time to get unruly when you're drinking a Truly or ain't no rulies when you're drinking Trulies, which, like, that's is cute. Fun. But, like, ain't no laws when you're drinking clubs. Oh my gosh. This reminds me, we literally, we were just filming a video where you dress like you did in high school. Oh yeah. And we were talking about how like your style is so funny to look back on because it was like so much sportier than it is now. Yeah. Like in one of them, you were wearing like a backwards hat and had like blue hair extensions, which is just like, that's white claw culture. Oh yeah. White claw culture is wearing Uggs with shorts while wearing (laughs) your boyfriend's hat backwards. And drinking a White Claw. Yeah. If in only, a basement. If only White Claws had been around when I was um, of age, not in high school. <laughs> but, but in when, high school. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um, what is your unpopular opinion today? Ooh, my, I feel like this isn't, a, or my hot take. Your hot take, that's right. We're not calling them unpopular opinions. I was going to say, I actually don't feel like this is that unpopular of an opinion. Okay. But. Hot take. My hot take is that honeydew and cantaloupe just suck. Like, I am such a fruit person. Like, literally, one of my pregnancy cravings lately has been that I go through the McDonald's drive-thru and just ask for, like, three packs of apple slices and a water. (laughs) And they're like, are you, that's, that's what you want. And And you're like, like, yeah. "Yeah." Like, I'm such a big fruit person. But cantaloupe and honeydew get incorporated into, like, every fruit salad, every little, like, to-go pack of fruit, and they taint the other fruit's flavors and they're just like flavorless, gross, nothing. Everyone says that we our our hot takes can't be that hot because we always agree with each other, but I can't help it. I agree with you on this. Like it's just bad, right? Here's the thing. But see, I will disagree with you on one thing. Okay. I actually like cantaloupe if it's on its own. Okay. Like my I don't know why. I associate it with my childhood because like when mm-hmm. I was swimming in the pool as a kid or like at the beach, my mom would always bring a cantaloupe and cut it open. Yeah. So like if there's cantaloupe individually, I'll eat it and it tastes good. Yeah. Honeydew straight sucks no matter what. <laughs> I just feel like I, I do think that cantaloupe is the lesser of two evils. Yeah. Honeydew is just like weird air. And it's, like, green. It's, like, it's not... It looks like it could be a vegetable. Yeah, and, like, that's not what I want in my fruit salad. Yeah, you want your fruits to be, like, vibrant and, like, so sweet. And, like, maybe have an interesting texture. Like, watermelon, for me, is the one fruit that I don't love. Oh, really? But I'll eat it. Yeah. Just because I feel like it's kind of, like, airy. Yeah. But, anyways. But I feel like every, as a vegetarian, I'm frequently tempted to order, like, a fruit cup or, like, a fruit fruit bowl because a lot of the Mm -hmm. times that's, like, one of the only things I can get. A hundred percent. And I'm like, but is it going to be, like, pineapple, grapes, watermelon, and then strawberries? Strawberries. Or is it going to be, like, 90% honeydew and then, like, a piece of cantaloupe and a grape? Yeah. Because I don't want that. That is the struggle of my life. I agree with you on that. Uh, I feel so seen. If what you is... if you are like a fan of honeydew, come for us in the comments. Please. I think Kyle might like honeydew. Also, 
we have to address something. That's what I was, I was as soon as she said Kyle, <laughs> the light bulb went off in my head. My husband has an alter ego. He catfished us. He catfished <laughs> us. So if you guys remember on the husband cast episode, Kyle was making fun of me for never linking things in the description, which I will admit I am terrible of. And I will clown on myself mm-hmm. about that. I will clown on. Why do you keep saying I will clown on myself? Because I will. I, Where did you I'm, pick up that phrase from? That's so Stephen of you. I'm, like in the husband cast, we yeah. talked about Stephen picking up like Hella or like Stan. I think I picked it up from my little brother. Ooh, I could see. Austin I think Austin being says like, that a lot. We'll clown we clown on, on ourselves. So I clown on myself about me not linking things in the description. And in two episodes ago, now that you're watching this, but more recently as we're filming this. Um, I didn't link something in the description and a YouTube channel with the name links in the description and no profile photo just left a comment linking all of the things that I said I would link and didn't and I commented I was like ha 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 so funny and then Kyle texts us in our group chat and is like I'm the phantom who is link in the description I tell him all the time I'm like I feel like you like doing our job so much that like you should should just just come volunteer like just do volunteer (laughs) hours and like really live your fantasy because if you're gonna listen to the entire episode in track like he doesn't have the links he has to like track them down like why don't you just just do my job for me just put them in the description why don't you just like edit the whole podcast because like you love it so much (laughs) if you love it so much why Why don't you you marry marry it it, kyle (laughs) i guess you can marry one of the co-hosts so when i inevitably forget to link something in the description of this episode kyle can just you know what i'm I'm just not even gonna link any of the tests that we took kyle go ahead yeah i'll pin it link it in the description He makes a website called, like, SkylarAndSierraSucks.org. He probably would. He, I would not put it past him and Steven to, like, pay for the domain name. Steven would code the website. Kyle would design it. And then they would, like, type on it. <laughs> it would just so. be, like, video or, like, pictures of us, like, derping. Like, you click on it and it's all just, like, us, like, looking really rough. Uh, anyways, what's your unpopular or what's your hot take? My hot take is that people who say cha 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 during the happy birthday song ruin it. Retweet. Okay, because here's the thing. I get the sentiment. I am a total attention whore, and we all know this. Even I don't say cha 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 in the happy birthday song. Like, if anyone was gonna do it, it would be me. Like, there, and here's the other thing the pause between happy birthday to you happy it's not actually long enough to say cha-cha-cha if you could say cha-cha-cha without interrupting the flow of the happy birthday song yeah. but the, let's let's reenact it the you reality know. of it is go ahead and sing happy birthday and happy birthday to you cha-cha-cha cha-cha-cha <laughs> like it doesn't fit you know the only amendment i'll make is well i feel like people who sing cha-cha-cha are making it about themselves yeah also this is very hard because carly told us right before we started (laughs) filming that she does the cha-cha-chas and i keep looking into the camera to like look at the camera and i see carly just glaring at me carly are you taking it personally (laughs) <laughs> no carly we love you wait but do you do the and many more See, on channel okay that's what i was gonna say yeah. i think that's more okay than the cha-cha-chas because at least it's wrapped up yeah at least it's like he's blown or he or she is blown out the candle you can be cutting the cake as they're going and yeah. big fat lady on channel 80 and scooby like you can keep going totally but i think the cha-cha-chas especially sometimes people like clap along with it it's too much i yeah i i don't like carly it. we get it you're quirky you're cute but you gotta cut it out with the cha-cha-chas 
on your birthday, we will cha-cha-cha for you, though. But I, only in your birthday. Only, don't do it on my birthday. <laughs> don't do it on Bruiser's <laughs> birthday. Not on Bella's. Not on mine. Only on your birthday. <laughs> We're all... Sorry, Carly. We actually didn't get you any presents or cards. We just are going to allow you to sing cha-cha-cha for cha-cha. yourself. We aren't going to say it. But you can sing happy oh, birthday to yourself. I think if you if you are the one saying cha-cha-cha on your own birthday, I think that's fine. Oh, that's totally fine. It's like a celebrate. That's, yeah. The birthday song is supposed to be about the person whose birthday it is. And also, it's so awkward to get your birthday song sung to you. Because you don't sing it. Yeah, so and then you, you know what to do with your hands. If you're, like, clapping every, like, couple words and have a little interjection. Little I think that's fine. So sing it on your own birthday. Or have, like, a group consensus beforehand of, yeah. like, hey, we're going to sing happy birthday when the waiter comes out. We are going to do the cha-cha-cha. Yes. And then have that. But, like, otherwise, you're just messing with the flow. I can't re- remember if it's my mom who's a cha-cha-cha person or not, but it was my oh, little no. brother's birthday recently, and we were at the brewery, and someone cha-cha-cha'd, and I feel like it was my mom, but it might have been Carter. It, uh, I don't know. It could have been either it of It sounds them. like a my mom. My mom sounds like a cha-cha-cha person. Carter also kind of sounds like a cha-cha-cha <laughs> person, though. Anyways, enough about cha-cha-cha. What uh, is your bur- uh, your bump date? My burp date? Your bur- I was going to say birthday. <laughs> Bump my birthday is March 19th. I'm a Pisces. <laughs> um, my bump date is that Kyle felt the baby kick for the first time last night, which is very exciting. I was like working on the computer when Skylar came in this morning and we were just like kind of talking as I was writing a video description. And then she said that and I like flipped around in my chair and I was like, tell me everything. So it tell, was, tell us everything. It was so exciting because I've been feeling like little flutters but also as i say a lot on this podcast i have anxiety and so all the time i like feel like flutters in my stomach even if i'm not pregnant Mm -hmm. like i always describe it to kyle as like it kind of feels like i'm on like the haunted man or not the haunted mansion the tower of terror at disneyland and i'm like going down on a drop and so i felt that like a lot recently and i was like but i shouldn't be anxious like i'm walking into a cvs (laughs) like i should like i'm laying in bed watching like i don't know a baking show um and so i just kind of wrote it off as like i could be flutters but like probably not and then we've gone to an ultrasound and i had like my doctor do a fetal doppler on me recently Mm -hmm. and both times like the different people said that like he was one of the most active babies they've ever seen like he seriously the whole time was like kicking and punching and sucking his thumb and like doing all sorts of things and so they're like I'm really surprised you haven't felt him and so I think I was like made hyper aware of it and so last night we were laying in bed and I like put my hand because I was like kind of feeling it but like I put my hand on my stomach and I felt it like from my hand Mm. and I was like oh Kyle can probably feel this and so he did it and he felt it and it was like a big kick mm. so I'm really hoping that means he's a tap dancer and not like a soccer player I was gonna say maybe he's a cheerleader <gasps> lots that. of energy lots of yeah. spunk flexible yeah maybe he's just a little dancer they also said he has really long legs so he's either gonna be he's... like a volleyball player a swimmer or a dancer <laughs> Who's to say? Who's to say? I don't know where he gets that from, though. Kyle and I are not very active people. That's so cute, though. I never crawled as a baby, so I have really, really bad hand-eye coordination. That's one of my favorite facts about Skylar. Like, she literally went just from, like, laying on her stomach, sitting, to, like, walking. walking. 
But that was like my whole childhood. Like everything was done like that. And I think at the time my mom was like, oh, look at my baby doing things so early. But it's like, now that I got older, it's like, I probably already wouldn't have been that good at sports. Like I'm not necessarily like made for like the outdoors or heat or exercise, but also the fact that like, I just am kind of like a... What are those? The floaties outside of, like, car washes? Oh, the wacky, waving, inflatable <laughs> tube men? Yeah, that's who I feel like. <laughs> oh, but anyway, so that's my bump date. Now that you can feel kicks literally in the office just 24-7, I'm just going to be, like, working with my hand on your stomach, <laughs> just like, I want to feel him kick. And you have to go really low, too, because, like, my, like, he's not up in, like, my ribs yet. Right. So you just have your hands, just- like right Right on my lower stomach has anyone because i know a lot of people talk about when they're pregnant that like random people try to touch their stomachs has that happened to you yet yes well so it's interesting because like the people that i'm actually close with will be like oh i want to touch it but like i won't i won't and i'll be like no like mom like you can touch my stomach that's fine and she'll be like oh i won't do it yeah but then like random like old people will just like grab it and i'm like especially when i was only like 14 15 weeks and like I was showing but it's not like a bump yet like I still feel like that's in my bubble yeah it was really weird to have people just like throw their hand on your stomach you're like cool you're not feeling anything like I think it's fun like even with Kenzie she'd be like oh like my baby's having hiccups like wanna feel because like there's something to feel but it's weird when like your babies it's like why are you touching my skin you're not feeling the baby yeah but I don't know. I'm also a very touchy person. So, yeah. like, if you ever want to touch my stomach, go for it. See you. I was not the say, listeners. Maybe you should, like, <laughs> extend that just to me and not, yeah. like, to the world. Just, like, to you and Carly yeah. and, like, the people I know. What about Bella? Definitely not. Maybe, Definitely. but Breezer? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Big yes. Oh, also, um, we're both wearing these little necklaces that yes. say unfiltered because Carrie Dayton sent these to us. As she's like, so sweet. She's I love her so, so much. Sweet. She said she had bought them for us when we launched the podcast, and then she was going to give them to us the next time she came out here, but, like, we haven't planned a trip because we had one, and then we had to cancel it, and then when everything happened with BeautyCon, she was like, I want to send them to you now, and she sent them to, to us, and it was so sweet. We love Carrie. I love Carrie. I want her on the podcast so bad. I know. We need we to get her We always get comments here. being like, make Carrie a guest, but she lives in Arizona, yeah. so it's like... A matter of coordinating a lot of things. But we want her on. She wants to be on. Yeah, it'll happen. It'll happen. We're actually just now starting to book our first few guests. So maybe not the next podcast or the one after that, but maybe in like three or four podcasts. Mm -hmm. I'd say in the next month and a half to be safe. Yeah. We'll probably have our first guest. Which is exciting. Like YouTuber guests, not like husband cast yeah. guests yeah sorry Stephen and kyle i guess you don't count, count as guests <laughs> just drag them uh, so uh, should we get into yeah. our personality type so do we want to do the enneagram first let's do enneagram first because i think that's the one i mean correct me if i'm wrong but i think that's the one that we're both most like attached to well and also i think it's the one we can talk about for the longest like yeah. i think the other ones are fun yeah but i feel like this one is very interesting so, so I am a type three, mm-hmm. um, which there's like two words for each. So I am either the achiever or the performer. Ooh, I'm going to, do you want to talk for a second while sure. I look up what my other word yeah. is? Um, oh, yours was the perfectionist and the reformer, right? No, that's no, that was type Kyle. one. That's Kyle. Okay. Um, so I'll read you just the brief about mine as a three. So three is our self-assured, attractive, and charming ambitious competent and energetic 
They can also be status conscious and highly driven for advancement. They are diplomatic and poised, but can be overly concerned with their image and what others think of them. They typically have problems with workaholism and competitiveness. At their best, they can be self-accepting, authentic, everything they seem to be, and role models who inspire others. Their basic fear is being worthless. Their basic desire is to feel valuable and worthwhile. Um, And their key motivations are to be affirmed, to distinguish themselves from others, to have attention, to be admired, and to impress others. That is so interesting. Because I feel like that's just, like nail in the head that's you and for the positive and the negative because at my best I'm a role model and at my worst I'm too obsessed with keeping up that image and and working to be perfect and working for all these achievements and like which I think it's so interesting that like one of your labels is the performer because that makes so much sense and then the other is the achiever which I feel like are kind of the two aspects of my channel is Mm -hmm. that like I'm a performer I I used to be a theater kid you know I'm good at being on on camera Mm -hmm. I'm on stage whatever it is but in terms of the achiever like I will stay up till two in the morning like editing a video yeah or and and I'm not even like oh my gosh I have to stay up late I'm like I want to stay up late because I want to get to this goal yeah that's like even back in the day when we were first figuring out like who we wanted to hire on or like what other things we wanted to outsource I remember you being like I like editing I like scheduling I like doing all these things and it's like I we I get that you like to work like 80 hour weeks but that's not helpful for you so let's figure out what you like to do the least instead of like what you don't like to do like I didn't want to hire on an editor or an assistant or a producer because I was like I can do all of it and I'm like and I can achieve it and I can do it on my own but it's like that leads to the workaholism aspect Mm -hmm. where like and I think a lot of people who have a better work-life balance on YouTube are either outsourcing like I am now mm-hmm. or they're just like, I can, I don't need to post two videos a week. Yeah. I can post a video every month. I don't need to post on Instagram today. Mm-hmm. I don't need this to be perfect. Whereas I'm like, I need to have everything perfect. I want, yeah. I, my like biggest fear is like letting down my viewers. Mm-hmm. Like multiple times I've missed a video and I literally think in my head like everyone's going to hate me. Yeah. And then I look at the comments and everyone's like, girl, take your time. Like, you never Mm -hmm. miss uploads. You're good. Like, take care of yourself. But in my head, I'm like, if I don't hit the goals that I set for myself, which are two videos a week and, you know, um, and a podcast and vlogs. Right. We've even, we've talked to other YouTubers who, like, don't look at their analytics. Like, they just, like, aren't interested. Like, it's not healthy for them. Whereas I feel like you're someone who you look at them and, like, are honest about them. Yeah. Like, I think it was the last podcast we did or maybe two ago where your hot take was that, like, the algorithm, like, isn't against you. Yeah. And I feel like you're always very self-aware of, like, oh, this video is, like, it's been five minutes and it's not at the average five minute view mark and then you're hard on yourself and you're like oh but at 10 minutes it's totally fine and I think a lot of people like want to be on camera and want to share their lives but also are like I'm having fun with it yeah yeah and I think I struggle with the just you know what if I had fun with it then that's all that matters I'm like no 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 if I don't hit these achievements and these benchmarks and these, like, I mean, the whole joke is that I'm competitive about everything. Yeah. Like, and I was looking up so many memes about Enneagrams mm. during prep for this podcast. So I found a bunch about type twos, which is Skylar, and type threes, which is me. And all of the type three ones were like, I hate brushing my teeth next to someone because it's like, who's going to brush for longer? Who cares more about dental hygiene? Who's going to give up first? Like, everything in life is a competition. And, like, that's, that's so, so me. Funny. 
Well, it's such an interesting duality, too. Yeah. Of, like, wanting to be – because it's not – you're not a perfectionist. No. Like, you are, I feel like, very, like, understanding with yourself about certain things. Like, I feel like you're not super self-critical. Like, I think you're self-critical just as much as, like – but a lot of people. The thing is, I'm only self-critical when I don't hit the achievements I'm supposed to get. Exactly. And that's the difference between me and a perfectionist mm-hmm. is I don't look at a video and see everything wrong with it and then be like, no, 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 I can't post it. It has to be perfect. I post the video and if it does well, I'll be like, great, everything's perfect. Yeah. And if it doesn't, then I'm like, what's wrong with me? I think the difference is that you're able to revel in your accomplishments yes. and take the little landmarks. Like you just hit 900K, yeah. which we're so excited about. And we were able to like, you and I sat down or not sat down we were texting about it being like this is so amazing yeah like this is so exciting this is more than like either of us could have ever thought and like you're able to take those moments and not be like I hit it but I didn't hit it then or I hit it this way and because of this yeah like I think you're able to just be like which I think is so awesome but it is also interesting because like I have I'm very driven Mm -hmm. um and like literally the day I started my YouTube channel I started like mapping out where I want my achievements to be in terms like literally the day I started in terms of like uploads and like if I wanted to make it my career and make money off of it and like Mm -hmm. subscriber benchmarks I never thought I would get to this level yeah so like now at this point any achievement I make I'm happy with because I was like so happy (laughs) I my number one goal was to hit 100,000 subscribers Mm. and so everything after that has been like cool yeah um but then now that I'm at this point I'm like well now we have to get to a million and then will I be happy when I get to a million like I thought I would be when I got to 100k or when I hit a million will I be like I don't have 10 million like will it ever be enough dun 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 Dun, dun, dun. all right do you want to read yours (laughs) sure so I am a type two and which is the helper and the caretaker which I feel like makes so much sense absolutely so the type two in brief Uh, Twos are empathetic, sincere, and warm-hearted. They are friendly, generous, and self-sacrificing, but can also be sentimental, flattering, and people-pleasing. They are well-meaning and driven to be close to others, but can slip into doing things for others in order to be needed. They typically have problems with possessiveness and with acknowledging their own needs. At their best, unselfish and altruistic, they have unconditional love for others, Uh, basic fears of being unwanted unworthy of being loved basic desire to feel loved enneagram type two with a one wing is a servant which is what i would be um yeah which i think is so interesting that's so because that's so you and like just like mine for the positive and the negative yeah like you're so caring you're so helpful you always go out of your way to like make other people's day and make other people feel Mm -hmm. needed but then you also in turn need to feel needed yeah and like I think sometimes you feel like you you need that person to need you as much Mm -hmm. as you need them like even like this weekend we were at my sister's birthday party and my mom was saying something about like some of my grandparents and was like I just I've always heard that like you should get into a marriage where like the guy loves or like the man loves the woman a little more because like women go crazy with age and this that, and the other and I was like that's so silly da, 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 da. and we were talking about it and I was like it's so funny because I obviously love Kyle way more than he loves me really and literally everyone around us was like what are you talking about like not to be like not to drag Kyle but it's very apparent that he loves you like uh, 
the same if not more than right. you love him and it's so interesting cause, well first of all we show love in like such different ways like kyle's such like an action person like literally that morning he <laughs> i said i wanted cinnamon rolls and he was like well i can bake them but like it'll take an hour and a half to like bake them from scratch and i was like that's too long i'm pregnant and hungry so he like went to the store and like bought me cinnamon rolls Aww. and oranges to like make fresh made orange juice and then like all day like took care of the cats, cleaned the house, did laundry, everything. But I think for me, I'm such like a like touchy-feely, like, I love you, I love you, like, do you love me kind of person. And so to me, I was like, oh, well, that doesn't apply to us at all because, like, I love Kyle way more. And so it's interesting of – and I feel like that with friendships too all the time of me being like – Sarah, you're my best friend. Do you do you like me? Am I your best Am friend? Am I your best friend? Like, ah, I don't know. I just always feel like I like need to be needed, and even with work stuff of like, like even when we were like deciding what responsibilities I would hand over, like after the baby, what I'm going to do. I feel like I'm so apt to be like, I can still do all of it. Like I. You need me, right? Like, you, no one else can do that, right? And it's like, no, other people can do it, and you can still be needed, just, like, in a different capacity. I didn't even notice that. But now that I think about it, because when we were first hiring on Carly, yeah. we, like, wrote everything down, and, like, one of the things was, like, doing Poshmark, which is so time-consuming. And you're yeah. like, I can do Poshmark. And then, like, we hired Carly on, and you're like, actually, maybe I don't need to do Poshmark. Like, yeah. maybe I can be useful and needed in other ways. Totally. And I think – but I, I think you've gotten – so much like you are I think honestly like level so there's like levels of like functioning like level one is like the best and then level nine is like the worst in your Enneagram you're like a level one like (laughs) you really are you're like a six you're like an eight (laughs) no you really are though like you I I think like as obviously we've been friends since we were like 16 and not probably definitely (laughs) not ones like sevens well but I think like, with both of us, I think one of our next podcasts will be about mental health, and yep. so I think we can talk about it then, too. But I think both of us, like, work and work and work, and then get, like, or not even working. Like, it can be traveling. It can be, like, hanging out with friends it's every just night. just mental exhaustion. It's like you get to a point, and then I think that's when you fall into your worst types of Enneagram. Mm-hmm. Like, even the other day, you texted me and were like, hey, I can tell you're getting a little overwhelmed. Like, maybe you could, like, take this day off and we could figure out, like, the work to shift over to this day and this day. And I was literally typing out a reply of, like, oh, no, like, why would I need that day off? I'm totally good. I'm fine. And I was like, "Mm, I just cried in the car for 20 minutes and, like, I really need to eat and shower and, like, I should just say yes. Like, if someone's offering you a break or offering you, like, some sort of, like, we don't need you for this, like, it would be great to have you there, but it's not necessary. Sometimes it's just important to be like, thank you for offering. That is so kind. I will take you up on that offer. Well, and I think what I've really learned with you, too, is I used to be like, I used to say, like, we don't need you there. You're fine. But that's not what you need to hear as a type two. Like, you don't want to hear we don't need you because then you're like, I have to be there so I make sure I'm needed. Yeah. What you need to hear is we need you, but we'll manage. Yeah. And, like, we care more about you and you being taken care of than, like, the work totally and but I think in for me I need mm-hmm. to be told I'm not needed exactly and and so I my first instinct is to be mm-hmm. like you're not needed and you're yeah. like wait no why am I not needed See, and I feel like even when it comes to like plans and things with you yeah. I feel like I'm so apt to if you're like hey like I'm really stressed I'm gonna be like 30 minutes late I'm so sorry me being like hey 
let's do it another night. Yeah. It doesn't have to be tonight. You're good. You, you don't know? need to be here. Where yeah. And I, I appreciate, and it's funny that, like, that's so our types, but it's also just, like, the way that we are in life. So we've, like, naturally learned to navigate that with each other. Yeah. But it's so funny how, like, Enneagram types are just, like, so accurate. Because if you had said to me, I would love to have you here, but it's okay if you can't make it, I'd be like, now she's guilt tripping me. Yeah. But as, totally. whereas if I said that to you, you're like, how sweet that they want me there. Yes. And it's, exactly. I think that's why learning, like, mm-hmm. not even just Enneagrams, because we learn that about each other naturally, yeah. but just, like, learning how other people, like, need to be communicated to. Mm-hmm. Like, learning with Steven, how yeah. I can communicate properly with him, and, like, with my mom and with you. Mm-hmm. Those things are so, so important. Oh, 100%. I feel like for maybe, like, your closest, like, three people in your life, I just feel like it's such a game changer not to be, like, such a millennial to be, like, take the love language test or take the Enneagram test, but it genuinely has helped my relationship with you and Kyle so much. Which one was my love language? I don't remember. We took it in the car one time on the way back from Disneyland. I think it was words of affirmation. And quality time. Quality time and words of affirmation. Steven's was physical touch, which is another thing that like when Steven, sorry to like totally sidetrack. No. But when Steven and I get in fights, Mm -hmm. he's like, or not even just in fights, like if I'm stressed. Yeah. If I'm like upstairs working, he'll come home and be like, hey, give me a hug. Yeah. And I'm like, I can't like, I don't want to be touched Mm -hmm. right now. Like I need to do this and then let's hug. Yeah. Like, you know what would be really great if you told me like, hey, you got this. Mm -hmm. I appreciate you. You're strong. Like. I need those words of affirmation. Yeah. And then later we can spend time together. But like, don't touch me. I'm stressed. <laughs> Which is so funny because you and Kyle are so similar. Yeah. Like I'm also physical touch and then I'm like gifts. Yeah. Or like, I forget what the thing is. I don't think it's just gifts. I think it's something to make it sound better. Like thoughtful gifts. It's not like, give me money. And that's my love language. Send me a check it's and like, I'll love you forever. It's like exactly when, like how since I've been pregnant, like Kyle makes me breakfast in bed every yes. morning. And like that means so much more to me than like if he were to come like he tries to come to every OBGYN appointment but I would much rather him make me like a bagel in bed every morning than like actively be there for everything if that makes sense yeah but I feel like it's helpful to know because Kyle's is like acts of service like that's a hundred percent his and so for him if he spends a whole day like doing laundry cleaning the house cleaning Poppy's cage and then I come home and I'm like, give me a hug. Like, I love you so much. He's like, but I just showed you how I all love you. of this love. Like, I just, like, changed your oil in your car. And and for me, I'm like, that's great. But also, like, let's hug. <laughs> like, <laughs> let's go get dinner, you know? You and Steven are so similar. I feel yeah. like if you guys haven't had it your way, it's just you guys would just hug me all the time. I and know. I'd be like, yeah. I just, yeah, I would just be, like, holding your hand this whole podcast. <laughs> so that was one thing. When we took the love language test and you got this uh, physical touch for one of them, you're like, yeah, like, if it was up to me, like, we'd be holding hands right now. Like, to me. I was like, that would make me so uncomfortable. But I just love it. Like, you I just feel like that's also, touched. we've talked before about, like, what age we're most excited about for, like, having kids. Yeah. And, like, I'm just so excited for infants because yeah. I feel like, well, like, they're, like, cats that can't run away from you. <laughs> <laughs> like they can't crawl or walk yet so like you're just kind of stuck that is so interesting me. because I'm most excited for like the age to like three to five yeah we're like they're not in school yet so they're hanging out with me all the time but like but we get can, to like, run around. do things like I'm excited yeah. to like go to the park and like yeah like play tag and like do mm-hmm. things together 
that and I'm just so that's blowing to, like, my mind coddle them and, like and I'm not that excited for the newborn phase yeah I mean I'm not pregnant just putting that out there but, but. now that because I edited it out of the last podcast actually yeah, I noticed that in the last podcast I mentioned that I was going on prenatals mm-hmm. and like Stephen and I were kind of starting the process of like figuring out our timeline for trying to conceive and then I like got nervous and I edited it out. But like I noticed that, but I didn't want to talk to you about it. <laughs> you didn't talk to like, me about it. I never want to be pushy yeah. about. Things. No, you're not pushy. But Do now you talk about it a little bit. I know you've talked about it on your vlog channel. Yeah. But um, well, okay. So first of all, I'm not pregnant, and Stephen mm-hmm. and I are not currently trying to get pregnant. One of the things that I said in the podcast is like, oh, I'm off birth control, but we're not trying. And like all of the comments were like, if you're not not trying, you're trying. I'm like, no, we're yeah. using condoms. Um, So we're not, we're actually not trying right now, Mm -hmm. but we are doing the things that we need to do to work towards that point where we are trying. Like you went to the dentist today. I did. And I have to get a filling in October. (laughs) Um, But like, and we're not booking any other um, travel that would go to a place like Mexico that has Zika so that we couldn't try to conceive after that. Like we're, we're doing all the things so that when we are ready we can Mm -hmm. just go for it and then after that we're taking it day by day yeah and so like I'm starting to take ovulation tests because like I don't know when I ovulate Mm -hmm. I don't know what that feels like I want to like learn my body and so that when we do try I'm not like oh I wonder if I'm ovulating today I'm like no no I know like at this point in my cycle I usually ovulate and like it usually makes me feel like this and that kind of thing which is also one of the biggest tips I can give to anyone out there that's like trying to conceive or TTC as they call it in the mob community I just learned that oh that's an OPK yeah (laughs) or uh BFP I haven't learned that one yet what's that big fat positive oh like like your like positive pregnancy test I also learned that BD means sex because it means baby dance that's what they call it to like Mm -hmm. not get flagged yeah but continue um oh I was gonna say because I know a lot of you out there are like our same age or in our same like stage of life I would say start tracking your ovulation like as soon as you think that you might even have that conversation yeah because like TMI but like the week I got pregnant I thought I was going to ovulate a week later like I had been tracking for months because that's what the app says but everyone's Mm -hmm. body is different an app isn't going to tell you exactly when but since I had been taking my ovulation tests every day and since I had been like so diligent about it I ovulated a week later and then like was able to get pregnant because I knew that but like if I hadn't been taking the tests and I hadn't been like knowing my cycle I had just been like guessing off of like when I should be ovulating I wouldn't be pregnant right now right which is crazy well and I now that I'm actually like doing research and like Stephen and I scheduled the preconception visit and I like went and visited my doctor I'm realizing I wish I would have gotten off birth control way earlier Mm -hmm. and I wish I would have started tracking my ovulation way earlier yeah because it I got off birth control in May which I thought was early Mm -hmm. I was thinking if we're trying at the end of 2019 or early 2020 getting off in May is so early it took my body four months to adjust and my doctor said that's pretty soon like some women can take six months to a year yeah I had no idea and then now I'm like cool I have like a few months to track my ovulation before we even think about starting to try yeah but it's like how great would it have been if I had six months Mm -hmm. I just I had no idea yeah and I wish I would have done the like honestly start doing the research on it before you even get to the point where you're trying yeah like if you're listening to this right now and you're thinking about it like start taking ovulation tests start taking prenatals and like get off birth control I thought my advice I thought it was gonna be too soon I thought I'm like oh I'm jumping the gun here 
No. I and I def I waited too long. Yeah. Also, uh Kyle, will you please link our ovulation test in Thanks, the description? Kyle. Thank Appreciate you. Cuz they're the best. I feel like I've gotten like 50 DMs of people being like, "Hey, that's what I used too." Or like, "That's what Aspinovard used." Or yeah. "That's what whoever used." But they're great. Yeah. But anyways. Sorry, we got sidetracked. Anyways. But I feel like that's like important information yeah. and also stuff that like I love to hear on podcasts. Oh, yeah, people, for sure. like genuinely sharing helpful advice because it's so hard to get on the internet yeah like I was even talking to my grandma this weekend and she was like what's the hardest thing with pregnancy and I was like honestly like not the nausea not the anything it's that like information is so hard to track down in 2019 because like there's so many sources like even I talked about essential oils on the podcast and then I got like so many dms being like oh it's totally fine which if you make that choice for yourself yeah that's awesome and that's great and like I will occasionally diffuse some things in my home that, like, are, have been tested, but, like, I'm not going to use anything topically or, like, ingest anything for myself because my doctor can't say it's okay. Right. But it's hard because, like, there are entire books out there on, like, how to use essential oils in pregnancy. Like, entire books. Yeah. And so it seems like that's just totally okay. Yeah. But since pregnant women don't like to be tested on, it's really hard to, like, nail down what is and isn't okay yeah and so I feel like that's like one of the hardest things of like trying to conceive in pregnancy is like there's just so much information like there's so many ovulation tests and so many I don't know it is so crazy like there's just there's a wealth of information but there's not a consensus Mm -hmm. and I think that but then that gives you an opportunity to make your own decisions well like even with prenatals I was texting you because I spent so much time researching prenatals of like I watched so many YouTube videos and looked at so many like listicles of like the best prenatals and before I got pregnant I was taking these like horse pill sized pills because I was like these are the best they're this they're that and I went into my first appointment when I was eight weeks pregnant and I had been so nauseous and I was like okay so I'm taking these prenatals she was like as long as they have DHA and folic acid they're literally all the same yeah like you should switch over to gummies because you're nauseous and you can't keep them down and like it's better to be getting (laughs) the good stuff in like a gelatin form yeah then like taking this gigantic like organic pill yeah that like you aren't getting any of because you're sick all the time right you know but it's things like that of like my doctor literally not caring what prenatal I take as long as it has like two key ingredients but if you went on the internet people would be passionate about if you don't take this prenatal you're missing out and you're doing this wrong totally which I'm sure there are pros and cons to different prenatals but it's one of those things where I wish someone had just told me, like, just take gummy prenatals. That's <laughs> like, what, you know. When I had asked my doctor when I went in and got all my blood testing done, I was like, so now that I'm going to start prenatals, like, which ones should I take? And they were like, as long as it has DHA and folic acid, you're good. So yeah. I just went with the one-a-day woman's, which yeah. is what my friend Kenzie takes. And she goes, make sure you take two because even though they're called one-a-day, you have to take two. And on the back, it says you have to take two. So but I want to have Kenzie on the podcast sometime yes. because I think it's interesting to have, like, her who now has a five week old Mm -hmm. you who's pregnant and then me who wants to be pregnant in the future it's like three Mm -hmm. different perspectives it might even be interesting if we could time it out till it's like when you're like openly trying to conceive yeah because that could be a really interesting thing of like the three sides of it yeah that'd be really interesting let us know if you want us to talk about more like pregnancy trying things because I feel like even on our pregnancy podcast we talked about my story but I feel like it's interesting just like 
everything around it. Like, yeah. not just my story. But, like, yeah. your story and Kenzie's story. And yeah. I don't know. Um, I would love to talk more about that. So, guys, let us know if you want to hear that. Yeah. But let's get back into the Enneagram types. Yes. Um, so, do you want to read your key motivations? Ooh. Yes, yes, yes. So, my key motivations are want to be loved, to express their feelings for others, to be needed and appreciated, to get others to respond to them, to vindicate their claims about themselves. Which I think is so interesting. Because I do think that, like, I've gone through a lot of different phases in my life. Yeah. And in each phase, I, like wanted to become the person that I had convinced myself I was oh like, that's so deep and so real because like good but it's so true for you because like there was a phase where I was like wow I'm like Sheldon from Big Bang Theory like yeah. I like skipped grades I like am a, an achiever I'm like an adult and I'm all these things and I'm self-sufficient and so I like made myself out to be that person and so I felt like I reveled in the things that made me that person or like like right now like I love to think of myself as like maternal and caring and like a caretaker so I feel like I like love my Enneagram type because I'm like great yeah the helper the caretaker like that's so validating and so and I think like that is always the person I've been like I think if I had taken the Enneagram type or test at any point in my life I still would have gotten the two because that's still that's has still always been applicable to yeah. me but but like you went through your like Zoe Deschanel phase where you like cut bangs and like yeah. wear like chunky sweaters and like you have so identified but mm-hmm. with each kind of thing and maybe this is like too deep and too real and don't make me cry but I feel like the person that you are trying to be now is like actually who you are really I agree like I think you've spent a long time like trying to fit yourself into specific molds and like really identifying with only certain parts of your identity Mm -hmm. and I feel like who you are now which even in like in like shallow ways like your hair or like the way you dress Mm -hmm. or like just like how how you do your makeup like even things like that that are more just like aesthetically like you are now every part of you which I think is like a big part of you like coming into yourself and like Mm -hmm. becoming who you're meant to be and like becoming an amazing mom to your son is like you are now not just identifying with like one part of your personality you are like embracing all parts of them and like you're not trying to be one thing you're just being Skylar that's so sweet Bella just started furiously looking me because she's like I agree I think that's so true and I think that's like so so deep because I think that it really is true if you like take a step back and think about like not to be like I'm enlightened I'm where I'm meant to be because I still have a lot of work to do on myself no, but you I think you are I think but, you're at that point but I think that like even little things like I wore hair extensions for so many years yeah and that was like I like honestly I feel like I was maybe even more confident when I was wearing them because like that was like a mask for me you know and it was like but now I've gotten to the point where I'm like no this is my hair and like it is what it is and I'm going to like work on like doing hair treatments to like make it healthier and I only dye it like once a year and like it's like my natural color like at least on my roots and like that is what it is when I have a baby I'm not gonna have time to clip in like 20 freaking extensions in my head every day or like go and get like whatever the lace ones like that's not who I am or like even I like don't really like I wear makeup but it's like but not much the way you used lighter to. makeup yeah or I don't know well and I think not for everyone it's not like ma- doing makeup and dyeing their hair and that kind of thing isn't like 
for that reason yeah but I think for you that was such a big part of you changing who you were identifying totally. as like you had your short like you cut off all your hair mm-hmm. you had your short brown hair with your bangs yeah and then like it was the long blonde hair and it was like two or three or four different like transformations yeah. and then now you're just like mm-hmm. stripping all that down and just like I'm Skylar yeah. well and also like even my hobbies that I've had now I've had for a really long time and mm-hmm. they're also very true to who I am like I love plants like I love taking care of things yeah. like I I just find such joy in like making like new plants grow and having them all over my house and like I love baking because I love like getting to spend that time with myself and then also like giving people baked goods yeah. and I don't know I feel like for so long I was like I love farmers markets I love like going to the beach I love this that and the other and like all that stuff is fun in moderation like I still do all of those things but also like I get pretty overwhelmed in big crowds so like farmers markets where you can't find parking and then you get there and it's cash only and you're having to haggle and like that's fun if I have like Kyle with me and he can deal with all that stuff but like the actuality of it is like that's not going to be my every weekend right that's just not the best thing for you yeah and I think you're so right in that all the things that you are doing now as like hobbies and who you are are yeah. like actually things that you genuinely love and yeah. they're bits of pieces you've taken from each like mm-hmm. Skylar identity yeah and so it's been cool to watch you like transform into the person that I think you're meant to be that's so which sweet. is really that's cool. so crazy because I literally never even thought about that until that last line of to vindicate their claims about themselves yeah. Like, for some reason, that just struck a chord with me. But I think that's why I say that... Is Bella looking at you still? No. That's why I think now I say that you are, like, a, a one, like, the mm-hmm. highest functioning two, because you've gotten to that point where you are authentically you, and you don't need to, you know, so vindicate yourself, and you don't need to, like, fit yourself into this mold. Like, yeah. you're just Skylar. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's like, the best thing. It. I also think that I've become a lot more self-aware of things that, like totally uh like even like we joke all the time about like how I like everything to be white in my life like that's just how it is like I feel like I like my environment to be kind of like a spa like I get stressed out when things are like messy or colorful or cluttered and so I realized like like when the first thing we did when we moved into our apartment was we painted it all white yeah and I was like you know what it's worth it's gonna it. make me happy or you like I like changed everything in my pantry and it's all like in mason jars or like if it's like ugly and crazy colored and I can't put it in a mason jar it's like in a bread bin or like in a Tupperware and I think I've realized that about myself and like made those adjustments so that my everyday life is easier yeah. versus being like it's fine I'm bohemian and like quirky and yeah. it doesn't bother me when in reality like it does it does yeah and like and I'm fine. fine to joke about it and I'm fine to like change things to make life easier for yeah. it but I don't know what are your key motivations okay so I already read my key motivations um they were to be affirmed mm-hmm. to distinguish themselves from others to have attention to be admired, and to impress others. Ooh. And I think those are also ones that kind of, like, cut me deep because I'm, like, my first inclination is to be, like, oh, like, I don't need to impress others. Like, I don't – well, I joke around all the time about what I, how I, like, love attention. Yeah. But that's another thing about my Enneagram type is literally one of the things is that they love self-deprecating humor, mm-hmm. which is, like, 
a huge defense mechanism for me yeah. that I'm like, if I make fun of myself first, then like no one can like cut me down from my place and no one can take my mm-hmm. achievements away. Because if I like, which sorry, no go. I just stepped on you because I just had a, like a brain click of we talk all the time about. I think part of the reason why your content has transitioned into like experimental fashion is because like. A, it's more personality-based, so it's, like, more fun. It's, like, more wide-appealing. It's whatever. But also, I wonder if it's, like, because you can joke about it more. Yeah. It's not, like, here's a fall lookbook, and here's, like, what I think are the best things. And if people disagree, they're disagreeing with, like, your personal taste. And oh, saying, so like, true. I hate that outfit that you picked out. Whereas this, you're, like, haha, I'm a cheetah girl, and I also think it's really funny. Yeah. You can't make fun of me because, like, like, even in the video that we did where you, like, sang everything really badly, like, all the intros, which was really funny. Oh, it and was like a blast. A million percent made the video. But I also wonder if a little bit of that is, like, I'm going to sing really badly on purpose so that no one can call me out. Yeah. No, for... it's so true. And with, like, the ex- like the experimental fashion stuff, like, I love making fun of what I'm wearing. Yeah. Because, like, my biggest fear is that, like, if people – I don't want anyone to ever think I take myself seriously. Yeah. Because if they do, then they can, like, actually, like, criticize me. And they can, like, actually cut me down. But if, like, I'm making a dumb face while I'm posing in, like, a pair of jeans, then people are going to, like, laugh with me. Yeah. Instead of, like, if I'm, like, smiling and trying to pose cute, then people will be, like – oh, like, she thinks she's so cute or she thinks she's this. And I'm like, if I laugh at myself first, then no one can laugh at me. That's so crazy. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. That makes so much sense. Also, I thought the, um, what was it, distinguishing yourself from others? Yeah. That's really interesting. That's interesting because at first I don't think about that about me. I'm never someone who's, like, tried to be different. But I think I try to distinguish myself from others in my accomplishments. Mm -hmm. Like, that, like, I I don't think I ever would have ended up in a normal career. Yeah. Like, I think even if I wanted, if I said, oh, I'm going to be an English major, I would have ended up, like, teaching English and being, like, a travel guide or yeah. something like that. Like, I just don't think, I think I want, I, like, it's not that I need to be, like, different and quirky. Like, that's really not me. Yeah. I think it's that, like, I want to be on top. Well, and I think distinguishing yourself from others can even lead back to the self-deprecating humor of, like, all the time we'll, like, joke about how you have, like, a Pokemon phone case or, like, you're nerdy or you're this, that, and the other. And I think part of that is, like, it's not the, like, I'm quirky, I'm not like other girls, but I think a little bit. If I purposely don't fit in, then no one can put me on the outs. Wow. If I go to BeautyCon and I am purposely dressed different. And people don't accept me and make fun of me, then that's fine because I want to be on the outs and I want to be different. But if I go and I do the hair and the makeup and the dress and people still don't accept me, then I have to accept that it's me that's the issue and not like mm-hmm. me distinguishing myself. I think that's a big part of it is like I'll have my Pokemon phone case, A, because I like Pokemon, but also because like then maybe people won't try to like. Versus like your Kate Spade phone case, which is like super cute and like you love but if someone's like looks at your phone case and doesn't love it that's them saying they don't love you yeah whereas this is like haha it's funny we can all laugh at it like i'm a fashion guru yet i have with a pokemon Pokemon phone phone case case. like laugh at me laugh with me oh my gosh so crazy that it goes down to like every little thing i think it does okay do we want to read some of the examples of people with our type sure so some of mine are like really bad and some of mine are really good so when i first saw it i was like wow i hate my type because it was like Augustus Caesar, O.J. Simpson. I'm like, great. But then it's also like, you know, uh, Oprah Winfrey. Um, 
uh andy warhol um let me see some of the other ones whitney houston elvis presley that's um, so interesting they're all performers yeah no they really are there's some politicians in here too there's like mitt romney bill clinton that's so prince william oh <laughs> Minor, interesting. I feel like a lot of them I don't know. That might be the same on your list. One of mine is Ryan Seacrest. I'm sorry, I just saw that. You are such a Ryan Seacrest. <laughs> I can see him being a workaholic because he's like New Year's Eve. I gotta work. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. I have to take this gig. Like I can't be with my family. Like no. I just this is really, I'm Ryan Seacrest. I'm Ryan Seacrest. I gotta do this. Um, so some of mine are Eleanor Roosevelt, Ooh. Uh, Dolly Parton. Uh, Paula Abdul. Look at us. We could be on American Idol together. You so would be Paula Abdul. You'd be like, yay, I love everyone. <laughs> like, yay. Who would you? I feel like you'd be Randy Jackson. Because <laughs> you're not Simon Cowell. Like, you're no. not, like, critical. Like, you don't want to tear people down. Yeah. I feel like you're kind of in the middle of you people, like, constructive criticism. Yeah. It's going to be a no from me, dog. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you should get that tattooed, like, right here. <laughs> I feel like it's a no for me, dog. I should get like Yas Queen, and then it's gonna be a no for me, dog. And like someone can ask me a question, I'll be like, "So you're, I feel like that could be your next phrase, it's like your next a- like yeehaw." <laughs> it's gonna be a no it's, for me, dog. Honestly, it might be. Okay, keep reading your people. I'm sorry, I interrupted you to tell you I'm right. I don't know if there are any more that are like super interesting, like Stevie Wonder, Lionel mm. Richie, uh, the person who founded Mary Kay Cosmetics, Mary mm. Kay um but yeah i also have taylor swift again all performers tom cruise wow yeah that's interesting okay um do we want to read our overview or is that do we want to just kind of skim our overview yeah or do we want to hop over to like the what was the other test the color code test let's do one more thing on this i want to read the healthy levels and the unhealthy levels. Ooh, let's read the healthy levels, the unhealthy levels, and then let's read some of our favorite song lyrics from the songs yes. about us. And then can I, sh- uh, well, I, I wanted to explain some of my favorite memes about our types. I pulled <laughs> okay. some memes. Sounds okay. great. So type three, um, I'm going to read the top two healthy levels and the bottom two. Okay. So the top two healthy lo- levels, level one at their best, self-accepting, inner-directed, authentic, everything they seem to be, charitable, modest, self-deprecating humor, a fullness of heart, gentle, and benevolent. Mm. Level two is self-assured, energetic, competent with high self-esteem. They believe in themselves and their own value, adaptable, desirable, charming, and gracious. And then do you want to read your top two? Sure. Uh, My level one is become deeply unselfish, humble, and altruistic. Giving unconditional love to self and others. Feel it is a privilege to be in the lives of others. And then... See, I think that sounds like you. Like, I really do. I think, like, the one thing I have to work on is the self-love aspect of it. Which, like, in the song is also where it, like, cuts Cuts me deep of, like, taking care of myself. So I think, like, I give unconditional love to others. And Mm -hmm. I think I give... I think I give myself conditional love, which is, like, what I need to work on. I think I give myself love, like, 80% of the time. Yeah, but it's not but, unconditional. But it's not unconditional. You would be so much quicker to forgive me for something than to forgive yourself. Oh, a million And I think that's percent. where it is. If I yeah. messed up, you would so quickly be like, Sierra, it's fine. Like, I love you still. And if yeah. you messed up, you would be like, yeah, I'll never get past this. Totally. Like, even when we have, like, mishaps with work of, yeah. like – like, messing up footage or losing memory cards or whatever, I feel like if you do it, I'm like, 
oh it's okay yeah. we'll get through this let's like come up with a plan here's like step a b and c but for me i'm like oh my god i'm so sorry yeah. and then i like freak out about it for like two weeks yeah so maybe i'm like a level, level two. two uh level two is empathetic compassionate feeling for others caring and concerned about their needs thoughtful warm-hearted forgiving and sincere i think i'm for sure level two i think i'm like between a two and a three my three, three is ambitious to prove themselves to be the best they can be. I think mm-hmm. that's definitely me. Um, often becoming outstanding in a human ideal. I don't think that's me. <laughs> definitely not there. Um, embodying widely admired cultural qualities. Highly effective. I would say I'm highly effective. Mm-hmm. Like when I get to work at something, I really do. And then um, others are motivated to be like them in some positive way. I don't know about that. That's literally your channel. That's literally, like, the body positivity movement. And, like, how many messages – I know you would never admit it, but, like, how many messages a day do you get of people being, like, like, you inspired me. Like, I look up to you. But then I think that gets to part of, like, the song lyrics and part of the negative one is, like, me thinking, like, is that just a facade of me or is that actually me? Like, do dun, people dun, actually dun. look up to me or do people look up at, like, what they think I am and what I'm actually not? They look up to you. Um, I look up to you. <laughs> I look up to Bella looking me. Okay, so then my worst ones um at a level seven. Or should I do level eight and level nine? Ooh. Let's do seven and eight, because I feel like yeah. nine is like the like not even not, really applicable because yeah. that would be like not functioning. Yeah. Um so unhealthy levels for a three. Fearing failure and humiliation, they can be exploitative and opportunistic. Uh, covetous of the success of others and willing to do whatever it takes to preserve the illusion of their superiority that's crazy I think I've a few times like not now but like especially earlier in my Mm -hmm. life said like I will do whatever it takes yeah and like that's not healthy like I should never do whatever Whatever it it takes takes. which I, I don't think I'm at a point in my life now where I would say that about anything no but I think there have been points in my life where I've been like oh I'll do whatever it takes yeah. Like, when I played soccer, I'd be like, oh, I'll do whatever it takes to, to win. Trip that girl? Yeah, I'll do it. I feel like the only time I ever see any of that now is, like, when it's, like, practical work things of, yeah. like, we have to get this podcast yeah. fixed. So, like. That's true. I'm going to do whatever it takes to fix it so that we can get it up tomorrow or whatever, you know. You're right. I, I only say that about work now. And in my brain, that's healthy when it's not. Like, to Steven sometimes, yeah. like. He'll be like, oh, well, we have this vacation this week. Like, what are you going to do if you don't finish your video? Whatever it takes. I'll miss the vacation. Yeah. I'll do whatever it takes. I have to get it up. And it's like, maybe don't do whatever it takes. Maybe go on your vacation. That's so crazy. Okay. And then my level eight, devious and deceptive so that their mistakes and wrongdoings will not be exposed. Untrustworthy, maliciously betraying or sabotaging people to triumph over them. Delusionally jealous of others. See, I don't think that applies to I don't see that as much. I, I see more the level seven, seven in me where yeah. the whatever it takes attitude. Because I don't know if either of us have ever gotten down to like an eight or nine. No. I mean, I don't know. I haven't read my eight yet. Yeah. But I think that. I, I don't. I'm not a jealous person by yeah. nature. Like at all. Yeah. The only thing I could think about being jealous is like jealous of someone else's success. Yeah. But not wishing that they didn't have that. And I did wishing yeah. that I was also at that success level. Yeah. So maybe seven is like the lowest you've ever gone. Yeah. I'm interested right, to read let's my read yours. Okay. My level seven is can be manipulative and self-serving. Insisting guilt by telling others how much they owe them and making them suffer. Abuse food and medication to stuff feelings and get sympathy. Undetermine or undermine people. Make belittling, disparaging remarks. Extremely self-deceptive about their motives and how aggressive and or selfish their behavior is. 
So I think the only thing in there that I can relate to is the like abusive food and medication to stuff feelings and get sympathy. I think like because I did have an eating disorder, like I do like emotionally eat sometimes. Yeah. But I don't view myself as like a manipulative person at all. No, and you're I, definitely not. And I definitely don't make belittling remarks to people <laughs> no. or like get aggressive. What was can you read sorry, can you read like the bullet points? Because there was one that I was like, oh, I could see maybe that at one point in your life. The bullet point, just like the whole thing. Yeah, sure. Can be manipulative and self-serving. No. Insisting guilt by telling others how much they owe them and making them suffer. No. Abuse food and medication to stuff feelings and get sympathy. You said you can see yeah. that. Uh, undermine people, make belittling, disparaging remarks. No. Extremely self-deceptive about their motives and how aggressive and or selfish their behavior is. The only thing I could see is the self-deceptive. Yeah. But only in the way that we were talking about where you're like, no, I'm not pretending to be this. Like, this is actually the way I am. But that's not, you're not doing that to be, like, manipulative. Because I don't, like, I guess maybe selfish behavior, maybe. But I, like, I don't think I make aggressive behavior. No, definitely I feel like that's the same thing with you and jealousy. Of like, like, I wouldn't associate jealousy to you at all. And I wouldn't associate aggressiveness to me. I don't think I've ever heard you be aggressive. You're, (laughs) one time we were joking around at a shoot. Because Skylar said something that was like totally normal. And then she's like, I'm sorry, I was just so mean. And I was like, what? I feel like I say that like every shoot. like, Like if I'm like, if sometimes if it's like right before lunch and I'm like hungry, I'll be like, I'll just say, like, okay, thank you, or something, instead of being, like, oh, my gosh, thank you so much, like, you're such a delight, and so then, like, after I eat, I'll be, like, I'm so sorry, I was, like, so brash, and everyone's, like, what are you talking about? We were imitating each other on a shoot, and I was, like, hi, I'm Skylar, you can punch me in the face if you want. (laughs) So, like, Like, I don't think I'm very aggressive. Definitely not aggressive. The only thing I ever get aggressive about is, like, I just see a lot of comments on, like, the BeautyCon vlog of, I Especially since I've been pregnant. I think actually just since I've been pregnant, I'm so protective over people. I think, like, if anyone says anything negative about you or Kyle or anyone in my life, I'm yeah. so quick to be like, hm, How dare are you? they trying to fight? Yeah. <laughs> like, why? But I, It's like I, that mama bear instinct. And it's also yeah. the Hufflepuff in you. True. That you're, like, loyal. True. Okay, so my level eight. Okay. Domineering and coercive. I don't think I've ever been domineering in my life no I could see coercive a little bit yeah but only with Kyle yeah I could see you like no Kyle like let's do it this way or let's yeah do that. but you're not lit- you're literally not like that with anyone else <laughs> domineering. domineering like imagine me like standing <laughs> over you oh my god no you're definitely not domineering uh feel entitled to get anything they want from others definitely, definitely not, not true no. I feel like I literally uh, the repayment of old debts, money, sexual favors. Do you ever tell Kyle he owes you sex? <laughs> no! Pay me now. Oh my god. <laughs> Definitely not. The repayment? I, like, I literally, I feel like I, oh my, that's, cannot relate. Which is so funny because I feel like I relate so much to, to the everything. Other is there any other, is that it for eight? Yeah, that's okay. it for eight. But. Yeah. Do we want to read some Enneagram memes now? Yes. Okay. Do you want to go back and forth? Yeah. So let's do like you do one about me, then like I'll do one about you, and then you do one about... Oh, mine are like tied to each other. Okay, perfect. So you do like one about you, one about me, and then I'll do the same, and then... Okay. 
So this one about you. Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> this is just a picture of um is what was the mom's the oh, mom gorilla and um, Tarzan? Oh my gosh, I love her so much. Kaya? No. Oh, something like that. Yeah, okay, the mom gorilla and Tarzan. And it's just a quote and it says, Well, I'm going to be his mother now. <laughs> just me about That's everyone. Type in two. Life. Skylar to anything just... she meets. Uh, yep sees like a snail on the patio well i'm going to be its mother now literally like all the time the other day i did let you kill a spider but you kept being like oh like guess you're just a fake like guess you don't really care about the spiders because like probably like a month ago carly and i were in here and i saw a spider or we saw a spider and i was like oh my god i need to get a cup and so i like really quickly like saved it and like carried it downstairs and like put it in your garden and then we came back up and we saw a small spider and i was like oh no it's the baby and so i like grabbed it in the cup and then i like waited outside near the garden until i saw the mom and then like dropped it in the same spot because i didn't want them to be like apart Separated. from each other but i'm like i guess i'm your mother like if we can't find your yeah. big mama spider it's me i i'm i'm the mom i'm gonna grow six more legs four more legs <laughs> and just 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 take care of you okay so then what's yours about yourself okay and then mine about myself so i had already read the toothbrushing one which was gonna be one that i was gonna do so this is a different one me i haven't gotten attention in five minutes 911 operator what <laughs> I feel like that's very applicable to you. (laughs) Sometimes Stephen and I will be laying in bed and like I'm awake and he's already been asleep and I'll just like poke him till he wakes up and he'll be like, what? And I'll be like, hey. (laughs) See, I feel like I do that, but I'm like, I love you. Do you know that I love you? I love you so much. No, I'm like, hey. You're like, hang out with me. Hey. Yeah, I'm here. What's up? You see? You see that I'm here? (laughs) so funny. Okay, so mine is... Us at amusement parks. So this is me or you? So I'll read both of them. Okay, cool. So at amusement parks, two is the one with the snacks, which is so true. Always. I always bring like Uncrustables for everyone, (laughs) granola bars, all the things. And you are the one with the fast path, (laughs) which is also so good. Literally, I have never been to Disneyland and not been the one who does fast passes. Yeah. Like with Steven's family. I'm the fast pass person. Yeah. With Steve, we went with Steven's coworker, who I had never met, and his girlfriend, who I had never met. You know who did the fast passes? Me. <laughs> Wait, okay, so we're going to Disneyland tomorrow. Carly, you said you just found out your Enneagram type. What type are you? Type seven. You're type seven. So you're the one who rides the same roller coaster ten times in a row. <laughs> Can't wait to ride It's a Small World 10 times in a row because it's the only thing you can ride pregnant. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Okay. Um, and then, okay, this is another one of me. When people say I love you, I always say I love you more because life is a competition and I must win. <laughs> That's really great. And then this one is yours. So this is like a Tumblr, like, thread. So, like, the Tumblr thing, the first one is Skylar. A mosquito tried to bite me, and I slapped it and killed it, and I just started thinking, like, it was just trying to get food. What if I went to the fridge, and it just slammed the fridge door and snapped my neck? Like, how would I feel? And then the reply says, are you okay? (laughs) I relate. I relate so hard. So you. Okay, so this next one's, like, the same thing as the last one, but it's for celebrations. So, type two, don't make a fuss over me. True. Type three, when I hit blank goal, then I'm going to really celebrate. Hits goal. When I hit blank goal, then I'll really celebrate. That is so true. That's so funny. That's so true. That's so us. 
I just love it. That is so there are awesome. so many good ones. Oh. Also, Enneagram and Coffee is like the best Instagram for like Enneagram memes. Oh, I was going to say Enneagram and memes is my fave. Oh. <laughs> See? Type, type three. Two, type three. <laughs> okay. Now before, I, I know we've already been podcasting for over an hour. Okay. This whole thing could have been Enneagrams. Let's just read a few of the song lyrics. So yes. I won't link, but Kyle will. So go ahead, Kyle. Um, Link the songs for each any or for our enneagram types and then you can find them i think the album is sleeping at last mm-hmm. um and so this guy made a, a song or the for, artist is sleeping at last. artist is sleeping at last yeah a song for each enneagram type mm-hmm. and so we'll we'll read not all of the lyrics but some of them from our type songs yeah and he also did like a whole podcast about the making of each song and it's really cool because like he made the songs with people of that type so like they sent in sounds that were meaningful to them and then like incorporated them which i think is like so cool and awesome okay so what are some of your favorite okay. lyrics maybe this trophy isn't real love and with or without it i'm good enough wow like that's you that like I literally as a kid had trophies like I had my trophy shelf Mm -hmm. and all of my trophies and like if I because like some sports would give you trophies and some wouldn't and I literally would like if I didn't get a trophy I would be like well it like I have 17 trophies on the shelf but I actually would have 19 because like I got first in this sport and like they didn't give us a trophy but like I would have gotten first and then, like, if they gave us a participation trophy, I wouldn't put it on the shelf because I didn't earn it. That is crazy. Wow. Like, that is – okay, now read me one of yours. Okay. So the first line of the song is, Sweetheart, you look a little tired. When did you last eat? Come in and make yourself right at home. Stay as long as you need. Which I feel like is just – it's really cool because the two one – because – Two's like one of their biggest downfalls is that like they don't take care of themselves. They only and take so, care of others. And so I really like that lyric because like I kept singing it over and over and like like thinking of Kyle or thinking of my friends or thinking of my family. And then I like was listening to the podcast and he turned it and was like, well, maybe you should listen to the song and like think of yourself. And I was like, oh, when I'm listening to this, like, I haven't eaten today. And, like, I do need to just, like, go lay down and, like, take care of myself. Because you spent too much time take- making sure everyone else was taken care of. Yeah. Which I just feel like is, like, so, so good. wonderful. Okay. Um, Sorry, I just zoomed in on mine. Um, Okay. Um, And I finally see myself through the eyes of no one else. It's so exhausting on this silver screen where I play a role of anyone but me. That's so crazy. Like, to me, that's, like, a big part is, like, I don't know like I I never look at myself like as I am like I look at myself as like the way other people value me yeah so I'm never like I'm Sierra because I'm this I'm like I'm Sierra because like other people think I'm this and like other people think I'm this and other people gave me this achievement that's crazy that's so applicable okay read me another one of yours uh it's okay if you can't catch your breath you can take the oxygen straight out of my chest I know exactly how the rule goes put my mask on first and then it goes on. But I think that's so interesting because I always tell the quote of, like, like you got to put your mask on before you can put someone else's on. Yeah. Of, like, talking about oxygen masks and, like, how, like, you have to love yourself before you love other people. But I don't necessarily practice what I preach. Yeah. Like, I think that I definitely always put other people's oxygen masks on, like, before I put mine on. And so it's, like, I don't know. It's just very interesting. So good. Um. Okay. I'll do one more of mine. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, actually, I'll do two more of mine, but I'll read them at once. 
I only want what's real. I set aside the highlight reel and leave my greatest failures on display with an asterisk worthy of love anyway. And then the other one is just the chorus that I wanted to read. Maybe I've done enough, finally catching up. For the first time, I see an image of my brokenness utterly worthy of love. Mm, I really like both of those. Okay, read me one more, one or two more of yours. Um, I'll just read the chorus. Okay. Like a force to be reckoned with, a mighty ocean or a gentle kiss, I will love you with every single thing I have. Like a tidal wave, I'll make a mess, or calm waters if that serves you best. I will love you without any strings attached. Mm. There's also a quote. Uh, oh, uh, and what a privilege it is to love, a great honor to hold you up. I feel like I say all the time to, like, Kyle and people of, like, not, like, it's a privilege to love you, but, like, synonyms for privilege of, like, I feel so lucky. Like, I just, like, I don't know how I'm so deserving of, like, loving you so much or, like, feeling these feelings. And so it's, like, I don't know. But you have to do that for yourself, too. Like, you also are worthy of your own love. And you also are worthy of your own affection. Well, and it's interesting because I like that it's, like, like a tidal wave or, like, a calm ocean. Like, whatever serves you best. Yeah. Like, I feel like with Kyle, I have to kind of, like, tone it down a little bit. Yeah. But with people like, like, my stepdad or my siblings, I can just, like, overwhelm them them with love. Yeah. Whereas I feel like some people have to, like, tone it down. Yeah. Which is interesting. That's so uh, good. Okay, okay, do we want to briefly talk about the color test? Yes. Because okay. I feel like the color test just kind of affirms what we know from the Enneagram. Yeah. And it's a lot more focused on who you were as a child. Yes. And, and who that turned you into. So the interesting thing about the color test is all the questions you answer as, from the perspective of you as a child. Yes. So you answer like, when you were a child, you were X, Y, and Z. And then I also like that it, so it tells you what motivates you. And then it also gives you recommendations for how people can have better relationships with you. Yeah. So my color type is yellow. Um, and what motivates me is fun. Um, so it says yellows are motivated by fun. They are inviting and embrace life as a party that they're hosting. They Aww. love playful interaction and can be extremely sociable. They are highly persuasive and seek instant gratification. Yellows need to be adored and praised. While yellows are carefree, they are sensitive and highly alert to others' agendas to control them. Yellows typically carry within themselves the gift of a good heart. That is so sweet. But see, do you know what I mean with personality tests always focus on the positives? Yeah. And so I'm like, sure, and like, that's me. But then the Enneagram test, I'm like, just cut me to the core. Yeah. But yeah, like all but those things so sound sweet great. that it's like your motive is fun. Yeah. Because I feel like that's you. Like you always like just want to have like the best time and oh, yeah. that's so fun. Okay. Read so yours. I'm a blue. So my motive is intimacy. <laughs> Big shocker. Uh, blues are motivated by intimacy. They seek to genuinely connect with others and need to be understood and appreciated. Everything they do is quality based. They are loyal friends, employers, and employees. Mm-hmm. Whatever or... Oh, don't say oh. I'm sorry. That's cute. It's true. Uh, whatever or whomever they commit to is their soul and soul S O U L focus. Mm-hmm. They love to serve and give to or and give of themselves freely in order to nurture others' lives. Oh, that's so that true. Do you want to read the little like oh, yeah. you must and you must not? Because I feel like yeah. that's like the only like negative. Uh, yeah. Somewhat. Okay. So I am a yellow. For a better relationship with me, you must accept and accept playful teasing. <laughs> true we were just talking about this how like i have some friends who i like try to be really like delicate with and then other friends who i 
I, I do. I'm delicate with you. <laughs> but then, like, my friend Jacob, I will, li- like, we will literally just sit there and, like, roast each other. Yeah. Like, I, like, we were sitting at lunch, and I just, like, looked him in the eyes, and I was like, you know, you're, like, not that funny. And then he looks at me, and he's like, you know, you're, like, not a very good YouTuber. And, like, we joke, like, it's, yeah. we're not serious, but, like, we're teasing each other. Yeah. So, like, I think for me, being able to make fun of people, like, totally. Don't, like, don't take it too personally. Yeah. Um, enjoy my charismatic innocence. me buying the luxo ball at disneyland (laughs) it's a perfect example of that (laughs) enjoy it enjoy it love it uh value my social skills Mm -hmm. um and that's a big one i think both steven and i do that i think especially steven steven because you also are very social i i like i think i am good at it if i know it's like my mission you know of like oh we're at a networking event so my job is to be social so i will be social yeah you know I think that's one of the things that Stephen's parents said when we first started dating is like that I brought him out of his shell Mm -hmm. um and then the last one I think is really important definitely something for a better relationship with me it's like love Pokemon remember I feel deeply (laughs) that's true I'm very emotional yeah and there's a difference because I'm not sensitive that's true but I'm emotional yeah like you like you'll get I think the difference between us is that I'm really sensitive. Like, if you say something to me, I'll think about it for, like, three weeks. Yeah. And I, like, will be emotional about it internally. Whereas you're not sensitive. Like, things don't hurt your feelings or you don't, like, overthink them. Mm-hmm. But you will get, like, angry about things. Yeah. Or you'll get, like, frustrated. Or yeah. you'll get, like... I cry a lot. Yeah. Like, I, fe- I feel deeply. Yeah. And that was something that was really hard. I- again, we'll talk about this in the next episode. But that was something that was really hard for me to deal with in the deepest parts of my depression with my yeah. bipolar disorder is like, and I think part of that, part of that is me and part of that is my bipolar disorder, which can be hard to separate. Like yeah. what is me and what is a chemical imbalance, which is a whole nother conversation. Yeah. But like when I feel highs, I'm like up on that high. And mm-hmm. when I'm low, I am so freaking low. Totally. And I feel all of those emotions really intensely. Which yeah. I think is also what drew me to the arts because, like, mm-hmm. I, I you will can feel. feel. Yeah. Yeah. All right. You want to uh, read yours? Uh, I am blue. For a better relationship with me, you must take a sincere approach. True. Appreciate me. Very true. Be loyal. Mm-hmm. Big one. And allow time for me to con- collect my thoughts. Ooh. I think those are all really true. I think true. those are all really true yeah. for you. So what are your you must not? Okay. You must not push me too intensely Mm. I don't know if I believe in that like we literally were just talking about how like I was like oh yeah like I used to love my trainer when I went to project athlete in high school because he used to scream at me like I I need that like that's true I don't know if that's true for you I kind of need someone to yell at me yeah like I and I think that also comes back to like me being feeling emotions deeply but not being sensitive yeah like once I get upset I'm upset but like yell at me push me Tell me I'm terrible. Oh. Give me that motivation. Um, you must not ignore me. <laughs> that true. one's true. You must not forget my creativity. That's true. Yeah. Uh, you must not think I'm a lightweight. I don't know what that's in regards to, but I've always been very defensive about the fact that I'm a lightweight. So, like, sure. But she is a lightweight. I know I am, but, like earlier we were talking about how Kasira like used to always peel the labels off of her beer like when she was like drinking but, but only now- when I got to the point that I was like tipsy like on my third beer I'd start peeling the label and we were talking and she was like oh no now I just do that like every time and I was like 
is that because you become more of a white lightweight yes like, it is <laughs> she's like no i think it's just because it's really fun and i was like, like no it's no, definitely because I, I don't like, drink as much yeah so like i have one beer and i start feeling it I'm like you're like peel oh. off this label. um and you must not criticize me seriously Mm. I, I would agree with that. I'm I'm definitely sensitive to I'm someone who really needs a compliment sandwich. Yeah. So like I'm I want criticism mm-hmm. and I like with my trainer, yell at me. Yeah. Like I want I remember what used to frustrate me so much is like when I would like show my work to someone, like yeah. when I was an English major or even when I was a theater major and I would like show my work to someone and they'd be like, It's perfect and I'd be like, No, it's not. Like criticize me yeah but when someone criticizes me immediately I get defensive yeah so like when I was in theater I actually left my first voice coach because she would she stopped telling me that I needed to improve she'd be like no that was perfect and then I went to college and got a new voice coach and he was like here's what you need to do wrong and I was like "Mm, but I thought I was talented and it's like I need something in between those two totally I can see that with Stephen and I something that we argue about sometimes is like he immediately goes to criticism and then Mm -hmm. I feel like he didn't appreciate which is one of the things appreciate my creativity yeah so like if I do something for him like let's say I go get him food from the store and I like forgot to say that he wanted avocado the first thing he'll say is like you forgot the avocado instead of like thanks for the food you forgot the avocado but it's still really good yeah and that's what I need totally I think that's what most people need. Yeah. I think I need just no criticism. <laughs> but I also think I'm a rare breed of person. I think it's always better to give a compliment sandwich. I don't know if there are any people out there that just love, like, this sucks. Yeah. And are, like, straight to the You're point. You're the I think, worst. I think everyone wants, like, a little bit of. That's true. Like, leeway. Okay. Okay. You must not make me feel guilty. True. Because if you're making me feel guilty for something, trust and believe you I already, already feel, feel guilty. guilty about it. Yeah. So if people, like are intentionally making me feel guilty for things then I just am like crap <laughs> you're like now I, I really I, messed I, up yeah uh be rude or abrupt true very sensitive flower um except or expect spontaneity I think that's so true really of, like even we talk about with travel mm-hmm. like you can't just expect me to be like okay we're gonna eat at a Chili's tonight and like that's what we're gonna do in London like you have to understand that, like, even you and Carly are going out of town this weekend, and I wrote down, like, a to-do list of everything you're doing of, like, this is a six-minute drive from yeah. here to here. And so when, like, it's, like, m- me involved, I feel like I'm even, like, crazier about it because I know you guys can handle. Some but, spontaneity. Yeah, yeah, whereas for myself, I just understand that, and, like, Kyle understands that. I feel like you understand that. Um, or, and then the last one is, you must not expect me to forgive quickly. I think that one is, like, half and half. I think you say you forgive quickly. Yeah. And you think, I think you, it's not just you say it and you don't. I think you actually do think that you forgive yeah. quickly. But actually in your heart, it takes you longer. Yeah. I think that's true. I think because I take things so personally. Yeah. Like, there are a couple people in my life who I just, like, I I want to be able to forgive. Because, like, I understand that, like, holding grudges doesn't benefit anyone. But, like, I'm just never going to be able to forgive them. Because yeah. I feel like the damage is, like, so deep. Yeah. And so I think even if, like, little things are said, it's, like, I forgive you because, like, I want to move past it and I don't want to deal with the confrontation. But in my brain, it's, You're like... You're not actually ready. Yeah. I think it takes me a long time to process things, too. Mm-hmm. Like, even I think one of the things was, like, you must give me time to, yeah. like, 
think about my emotions because yeah. I think I like just think about things so deeply that like even when it's stupid things of like oh do you think you'll make this parenting decision or this one it's like I need to like sit and think about how I truly feel about that yeah. before I can like formulate a conclusion and like be solidified in it even little things of like which diapers are you gonna use like I probably did like over an hour's worth of research yeah. on like diapers yeah which I feel like a lot of people are just like, oh, like, these are the cheapest and best. You're like, oh, this is what my mom used or yeah. whatever. Whereas everything I, like, need time for. So I think forgiveness I also need time for. But I think some of the things, especially in your life, like, something, some people always don't need forgiveness. And so yeah. I think you need to not be so hard on yourself about, like, oh, well, like, I'm trying to forgive this person. Like, maybe sometimes people shouldn't be forgiven. True forgiven. that. I was literally talking to my friend Jessica about that yesterday yeah. of I was saying I think the most important thing with like toxic people and balancing that is treating everyone like they're a human. Like mm-hmm. there's a certain person I can think of in my life who I understand that they are a human being and I have empathy for them, but I've also given them so many chances that I know how they're going to react yeah. because they're a human being who tends to react a certain way. So I'm not going to let them in my life because I understand that they're human and that's their perspective. Instead of being like, they're a bad person, they're always going to screw me over. That's not true. But they just, their brains wired differently and they think a different way. And so I think it's the same thing with like forgiveness and empathy yeah. of understanding that the person who did that to you is a person and feeling empathy for them, but also understanding that they might not have had the best intentions in doing that thing. Well, and also that you can forgive someone and not still need them in your life. Yeah. Like, you can forgive people in your life who've wronged you and say, look, I forgive you, but I still don't want you in my life because you are negatively affecting my mental health. Totally. But I think, especially for you, because you are so empathetic, your first instinct is to be like, of course I forgive you. Come back in. Yeah. And then they wrong you again, and you're like, of course I forgive you. Come back in. But at a point, you have to be like, I forgive you, but... Don't come back in. Well, and also to understand that, because I think with, like, practicing empathy, you're always trying to put yourself in the other person's shoes. And I think, like, both you and I at least try our hardest to always do things with the best intentions. Mm -hmm. Like, we've talked a lot about how, not on the podcast, but just in life, about how you rarely say sorry for things because you only say sorry for things that you would, like, truly do differently. Mm -hmm. And I think that, like, that's an important clarification of, like, you can feel empathy for people if you think that they truly made that choice with the best intentions but if someone is doing something malicious to you like intentionally to hurt you you don't need to feel empathy for them and you don't need to put yourself in their shoes because they weren't trying their best yeah well I had a whole conversation with my mom about two years ago um about can you forgive someone who's not sorry yeah um I had someone in my life who said something really really hurtful to me yeah um and my mom wanted me to forgive this person and I was like they haven't apologized yeah and she was like well probably because they're not sorry but you should still forgive them and I was like how can I forgive someone who hasn't apologized isn't Mm -hmm. sorry doesn't think that they should have acted differently yeah I can't and I I mean I move I will say I moved past it with that person yeah but I can't forgive them Totally. Until they, I, I'm happy to, I'm ready to forgive this person. I've moved mm-hmm. on. I, I'm around this person all the time. We have a relationship. But I can't forgive them for that specific instance if they're not sorry. Yeah. Because they don't, they wouldn't do it any differently. No, they would do the same thing all over again. Yeah. And if the opportunity comes up again, they'll probably do it again. Yeah. Because they're not sorry. And they don't think what they did was wrong. 
So then that becomes a thing of sometimes you can forgive someone and not move past it. Or forgive someone as a person but not forgive an instance that happened or a thing they did to you. And then sometimes you can move past something Mm -hmm. but not forgive them. Yeah. That's a whole thing. Uh, Let's go into our Myers. No, Myers-Briggs. Oh, oh my gosh. And then advice. Um, we'll do the Myers-Briggs really de- uh, briefly. So we are actually very similar. Mm-hmm. I am an ENFJ, which is the protagonist. And I am, am an INFJ, which is the advocate. <laughs> so, That's so you. Well, I, I think it's very interesting that this is the only one that we're kind of similar on. The only thing we're different. So the ENFJ stands for like different things Mm -hmm. so e and i so i'm e she's i are extroverted and introverted Mm -hmm. um so skylar is the introverted version of this and i'm the extroverted version yeah and then the other things are intuitive or observant and Hmm. we both got intuitive Mm -hmm. um thinking or feeling and we both got feeling (laughs) makes sense judging or prospecting and we both got judging Makes sense. and then assertive or turbulent that's the enfj dash mm-hmm. either t or a and mm-hmm. we both got turbulent interesting so i think that is is interesting that we are literally out of the five letters four of them are the same yeah it's just i'm extroverted you're introverted so do you want to just read the people that we're similar to oh yes yeah okay. that's fun so who are your first two? Let's not go in order of like, because there are, I can definitely pull ones that I like more than yeah, others. Just, just the first the, two. Yeah. Okay. Barack Obama and Oprah Winfrey. Hell yeah. Like who doesn't want Hell to be yeah. them? Hell yeah. Mine are Martin Luther King and Nelson Mandela. Oh, those are also both great. Uh, John Cusack and Ben Affleck. <laughs> I don't know anything about either of those two. But they're both performers. Yeah, they're both performers. So it's Oprah. Yeah. Um, Mother Teresa and Marie Kondo. Oh, Marie Kondo. That is so you. That's so funny. Um, okay, do you want to read two more? Malala and Sean Connery. Malala. <laughs> I am Malala. A saint. But you're a, a literal saint. I mean, I'm also Lady Gaga and Nicole Kidman. <laughs> so, like, uh, you know, Lady Gaga, Mother Teresa... I'm just going to scroll INFJs. through and read a few more that I thought were interesting. Okay, I'll I'm also um, Daenerys Targaryen or whatever. How do you say that? that you got it right. Okay, cool. I, I've never watched Game of Thrones. I'm Jon Snow. And Maya Angelou and Jennifer Lawrence. I am Morgan Freeman. <gasps> that is the trump card of all trump cards. You have the best type if you are Morgan Freeman. I'm also Rose from the Titanic. <laughs> She's like the worst. I love that. You liked Rose? She had, like, no personality other than, like, being turbulent. Wow. That's my hot take. Hot take. Wait, you actually liked Rose from Titanic? You don't like the protagonist in Titanic? I mean, I definitely I like... I think Jack is the protagonist, and that's why I like Jack. I mean, I like Jack better than Rose. Yeah. But, like, she's still the protagonist. Rose is like, oh, like, I'm so rich, and I have, like, so many problems. <laughs> Uh, you also could have fit on this plank but like uh, go ahead and die like they both could have fit i mean i agree like i agree she didn't even try she was just like okay bye like i'm gonna live see you later wow i've finished my white claw can you tell just drag rose (laughs) every single podcast now that i i haven't not drank yeah uh, on the podcast in a while 
since like the beginning i feel like i get progressively more like gutsy with the things that i say but i think it helps the podcast energy because <laughs> i think for the people who make the, it to the end we've talked about this before i feel like i thrive when i'm not drinking but everyone around me is yeah because i feel like i can go into like tipsy mode when i'm not tipsy yeah. like i can like say funny things and like get there and have a good time but i think when i'm actually drinking i'm really nervous that i'm like the most drunk so i'm constantly like trying to not be funny and like not push boundaries in the podcast where we did dream casting one of the comments was like i know that skylar's pregnant and she's not drinking but like this podcast has like big drunk energy <laughs> and it's so dead because we're being silly yeah you know what i want to do what okay let's make up like a code word and anyone who's still listening or watching it now should comment it oh. or dm it to us because i want to know who's still watching it like the hour and 26 minute mark ish i think it's like hour and 19 minutes how about um uh purple banana okay <laughs> comment i and then like the purple heart emoji and then the banana emoji <laughs> yes no no no. do the no. eye emoji the eye emoji and then the purple heart emoji and then the banana emoji yeah. and if you don't have emojis just say i heart purple bananas <laughs> love that and i want to see i'm gonna go through and personally heart every comment that says that wow i'm committing to it i love it although i probably won't because i also say i'm gonna link things in the description let's do advice (laughs) hi sierra hi skylar my name is sonia and i'm going into high school in a couple of weeks and i am so terrified and just so, so terrified and I just was wondering if you guys had any advice for me. I'm so scared of what people are going to think of me and making the right impression. So thank you, guys. I love you so much. Bye. Oh, I love you. Aww. You are so sweet. <laughs> so sweet. Well, I my little sister started high school as we're filming this today. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like I'm just going to say the same thing I said to her. Go. Which is... Like, it's so cliche, but literally just be yourself. And also, don't be so stuck on who your friends were in middle school Mm. or who you think you should be. Mm -hmm. I think that I, like, held on to a lot of friends for a long time when, like, I should have just really been seeing, like, who is in my classes and who I have the best time with and, like, not worrying about, like, who I sat with at lunch and, like, fitting in and kind of, like, making myself a theater person or, like, making myself, like, a cool person or this type of person. I think just, like, genuinely being friends with the people that make you the happiest. Mm -hmm. And if that's, like, ten different groups of people, that's great. Like, the more the merrier, you know? But I think not, like, nailing yourself down to, like, this has been my group of friends and I'm going to stay friends with them, like, for all of high school. And also, like, trying new things. Like, join the drama club join the rap club like i don't know try out for like dance instead of regular pe like do things that you wouldn't normally have done because high school is such a fun time to like start new activities yeah um i think that's all really really good advice and really important um i have three kind of practical pieces of advice Mm. so first would be movies make high school into like the biggest deal right every movie is about like high school everything changes Mm -hmm. the reality of it is high school isn't that different 
Yeah. Like, and also in movies and TV shows, high schoolers are played by people in like their late 20s. Yeah. High schoolers just look like middle schoolers who are a couple years older. You're not going to look like <laughs> Sarah Paxton in Sleepover yes. when you're a freshman. You're not. And that's okay. Yeah. Um. So high school isn't as big of a deal as they make it in movies where mm-hmm. everything changes. Everything changes just like it would any other school year. Just like yeah. when you went from 7th to 8th grade. Just like when you went from mm-hmm. 6th to 7th grade. Like, it's going to be different because it's a new school year and people change, but not because it's high school. I remember I hyped up my first day of high school so much. Yeah. Like, I remember listening to 15 by Taylor Swift, like, on repeat, like, so scared, so nervous. Like, everything's going to change. It, you're yeah. prob- when you get to school, you're probably going to hang out with the same people for the most part at the beginning, mm-hmm. but that's four years. Things are going to change. And also, you're not that old. No. Like, I think a lot of times people go into high school and they're like, oh, I've been playing soccer my whole life, so, like, I can't start playing volleyball. Like, people who are volleyball people are already volleyball people. That's not true. You like, can make those – you can try new things now. Now's the time. Yeah. And also, like, I only know – one couple maybe two that were like high school sweethearts and like Mm -hmm. now have like a successful relationship Mm -hmm. so like don't be so set on like this is my forever and if this ends like I'm never gonna find anyone else because like I think it's a wonderful amazing thing to be high school sweethearts and like Carly and Kenzie both like have are with their high school sweethearts and Mm -hmm. they're so happy but I think, like, I probably dated, like, 20 boys in high school. <laughs> and, like, there were a lot of boys after high school, too, you yeah. know? And I don't think, I don't know. Yeah, I think that's really important. And I yeah. think that's something that can be, like, easy to forget going in. Totally. My second piece of practical advice is really push yourself out of your comfort zone and talk to people in your classes in your first week, especially, like, the first mm-hmm. few days. Because it obviously that's super hard to do and so much easier to say. But... Yeah. After that first week, everyone kind of has their, like, group of friends in each class, which isn't always going to be the same people that you hang out with, like, outside of school and at lunch. Yeah. But, like, I remember having, like, the girls I would hang out with in PE and, like, the Mm -hmm. girl that I always wanted to sit next to in math and, like, the guy I always wanted to sit next to in geography. Yeah. And, like, they weren't necessarily my, like, my outside of class friends, but, like, they're your class friends. And once those connections are kind of, like, forged in that first week, then if you don't do that, because I also have not done that before. Yeah. It, you try to kind of push yourself out and then you feel like you're on the outs and then you feel like it's different. Yeah. Push yourself out of that comfort zone in that first week and like talk to the people around you and like get to know them. And even if you have to make up something dumb to like break the ice, be like, oh, hey, what'd you put for that question? Oh, hey, I have that pencil. Like just whatever things yeah. you can do to start a conversation. And I think that's applicable at any age. I think mm-hmm. that's ap- applicable for, like, starting a new job or, like, if you're in college. College or... especially because yeah. you don't know anyone in any of your classes yeah. usually. And I – same thing. There were some classes my freshman year of college that I didn't do that and I was just alone every class. Mm-hmm. And then some classes where, like, the first day I just talked to the people around me. We'd sit together. We'd study together. And then yeah. we became friends. Totally. What's your third piece of advice? Oh, what was – oh, my third piece of advice is um, acting – indifferent or too cool isn't going to be the way to make actual friendships and it can be easy to put those walls up because like we talked about with my Enneagram type if you put yourself on the outs then no one can make you feel like you're on the outs Mm -hmm. but if you do that to yourself you're never going to give yourself the chance to like meet people and so like when you put those walls up you protect yourself from not getting ousted but you ask yourself and you take away that chance to make genuine connections so being cool being like too cool or indifferent or aloof it's not gonna make 
real friendships. So it's okay to be vulnerable and it's okay to, you know, be sensitive. Yeah. And those things are how you make real connections. Well, and in that same note of like saying yes to things Mm -hmm. and like being accepting of friends, also acknowledge like who you are as a person hasn't fundamentally changed since you joined high school. Like I tried to go to maybe five high school or football games for the entire time I was in high school. Didn't have a good time at a single one. And I loved every football game I ever went to. Every basketball game, every volleyball game. Because that is who you are as a person. Yeah. And that is who I am as a person. And if you didn't like going to basketball games when you were in seventh grade, you're not going to like it now. Yeah, totally. And if you love, like, being outgoing and, like, then, like, paint your face and wear your school colors and go out and do it. But don't think, like, all of a sudden you're going to be super extroverted or all of a sudden you're going to be, like... I don't know. The whole idea of like, we're in high school. It's different now. No. Nope. It's not. You're the same. You can change yourself if you the want to. The only difference is like some guys will have mustaches. That, and be taller than you. That terrified me. <laughs> I remember walking in my freshman year and being like, oh my gosh, is that guy a teacher or a senior? Like, he has a mustache. Also, if senior boys like you, that's not like cool. Yeah. Like that's weird. I remember a senior Agreed. boy had a crush on me and back then I was like oh my gosh like that's so cool like he has a crush on me and I look back on it now I'm like I was 14 and he was 18 that's weird yeah ah great <laughs> but now like Steven's three years older than me but that's different because yeah. we're like a, there's a big difference between being like 23 and 26 and, and like, like 14 and 18 yeah that's a big difference yeah okay uh, okay next, next question, question. This is a long podcast. I know. Hi, ladies. Uh, my name is Amelia, and Hi, Amelia. I was kind of wanting your advice or to know if you had any words of wisdom or experience with Hopefully. making sure that um, as an adult over the age of 21, especially, um, for those of us that like to drink, um, I feel like it's become a kind of socially um, accepted thing to drink more than I feel like it was in the past, um, more mm-hmm. often and more each day or whatever it is for each person, but wonder if you had any advice to make sure that um, you don't let it get out of hand or use it for stress relief or um, if you guys have any advice or experience, I just want to hear what you have to say. Thank you. Yeah, I think for me, like the biggest thing is intentionally drinking, being like, okay, I'm going to go to brunch and have a mimosa instead of just like getting one because I'm there I think I've noticed especially since I'm pregnant especially a lot of like family members will constantly like they'll have ideas for things that we can do together but all of them involve drinking so then they'll be left with like nothing to do it's like Mm. oh let's go to a winery uh can't do that let's go to a brewery oh can't do that oh let's do this let's do that and everything is centered around drinking which is like fun and fine to do like once a week or we get like on the weekends or whatever but it's hard when every single activity of the day like after five o'clock or whenever you get off work is like it's drinking time yeah I think setting down and like realizing why you want to drink like do I want to drink because it's going to make me like more relaxed and not think about work and de-stress or am I drinking because other people think I'm fun when I'm drinking and like Mm. they might not like who I truly am (laughs) yeah you know what do I mean, you think? I think from, like, more, like, the psychological side, yeah. like, finding ways to unwind that aren't about alcohol. Yeah. Because once you start using that, like, I, when, like, maybe a year or two, two ago, my routine was, like, after I'm done working, I have a beer and yes. I sit on the couch 
and that's fine but that wasn't maybe the healthiest thing for me because then I'm like Mm -hmm. I need a beer to unwind when the reality of it is I can sit on the couch and drink a hot tea and still unwind Mm -hmm. so I think finding ways that aren't alcohol-based that help you unwind and then the second thing which we've talked about before is sometimes it can feel like you have to drink when you're in social situations yeah so I think alternate between because you feel like you have to have a drink in your hand yeah or else like you're not part of that Mm -hmm. culture so have a cranberry juice yeah have a water even like being pregnant when I go out I never get water like I'll get water on the side but I think to feel more included I always make sure I get like a Shirley Temple or pink lemonade or like a virgin margarita because I do think a lot of it is like the social like fun element of it and Mm -hmm. not like the getting drunk element of it yeah um and so I think it's totally all right to not be pregnant and be like I want a Shirley Temple and just like have that be your like kind of fun thing. And I think also set those boundaries with your group of friends or your family or whoever you drink with. Yeah. Because I think when you're a little more hesitant like oh no thanks not right now I don't want one people are like ah come on drink up we're getting you a beer. But I think there are those people in my life who I know like don't always want to drink or don't want to drink and I don't need to like pressure them totally I mean you never need to pressure anyone but the first thing I offer them isn't like like my brother isn't a big drinker yeah so like when he when Jordan comes over the first thing I say isn't like can I get you a beer I'm like can I get you a glass of water whereas like when like like, even when Kyle comes over he does de-stress a lot when he has a beer so like even like before the podcast that we were filming with them uh, he was, like, just drinking a water because I know that he didn't want to impose by asking you guys for a beer. Yeah. But I was like, hey, Kyle, you should go get yourself a beer. Sarah yeah. and Stephen would be fine with it. Yeah. And, like, I think it's, like, knowing yourself and also knowing the other people of, like, me telling him that wasn't because I think he's more fun when he has a beer and he should feel obligated. But, like, I know it will help you get into that headspace because you had a hard day at work. Yeah. And, like, you want to have fun with friends. Yeah. I agree with that. Okay. Next question. Hi, Sierra and Skylar. My name's Callan. Um, been such a big fan of your podcast. Aww. Look forward to it every single Monday. Um, I was curious if you had any words of wisdom and growing in confidence about not wearing makeup on a daily basis. Mm. I've had problematic skin since middle school. I'm 22 now and still just struggle with being okay with having blemishes and feeling beautiful when I'm walking around outside without having to cover up my face. So thank you guys so much. Love you. Love oh, you. So I'll let you speak on this one because I do wear makeup every day. So yeah, I mean, I so I went through a phase. It was actually right after I had done um, a show when I was 19. I had done Little Shop of Horrors, and so every night for like three weeks during tech and during the show. I had a full face of makeup, eyelashes, everything. Um, and I my skin was breaking out a little bit more at the time. And then when the show ended, I kept wearing fake eyelashes and deep foundation and, you know, lip liner and doing everything, even though the show had ended because I had gotten uncomfortable with looking at myself without that. Mm. And not even just looking at myself, like being in social situations without that. Yeah. And I got to the point where I decided not to wear makeup for a month because I needed to like for A, I needed to give my skin time to breathe because yeah. my skin was being suffocated. And B, I needed to learn and kind of force myself to be okay with the way that I looked without makeup. And it wasn't easy. And like the first few days and weeks, I would be like, oh, don't take a picture of me like this. Or, oh, don't, you know, I don't, I don't want to be like, I don't want to do this or I don't want to go there. But once I got past that point and I started recognizing myself as 
still me without yeah. makeup. I think that was a big change. And still, like, looking at in the mirror and being like, no, no, that's also Sierra without makeup. Because mm-hmm. I had gotten so used to only being myself when I was wearing makeup. Yeah. I think that helped me a lot. And so for me to not – I haven't gotten to that place since where I feel like I have to wear makeup. Yeah. I take no makeup days all the time. And they're not just days where I'm doing nothing. Yeah. And I think that's a big thing is that – our first inclination is being like if I'm not wearing makeup that means I don't get dressed and I don't like go out yeah and so taking days where you do put on a cute outfit that makes you feel good Mm -hmm. and you do go on a date and you do hang out with your friends but just not wearing makeup instead of just like oh today's a lazy day so I'm not gonna wear makeup I think that was a big thing and that's something that's really helped me of being like oh no I am filming today Mm -hmm. or I am vlogging or I am going to, you know, go on a date with Steven, but, and I'm going to wear a cute outfit. Yeah. But I'm also not going to do my makeup. I was talking to my friend yesterday, and I feel like, I mean, that's a bigger conversation, but we were talking about Botox and like our thoughts on it. And I was saying, it is so crazy and like a little bit sad to me that as women, we have to do so many things already. Like we already feel obligated to like, or at least I do. I'll just speak from my experience. Like I feel obligated to like wear makeup and like do my hair and also like get my hair dyed once or twice a year and like for a long time wear extensions and like always make sure that I'm like wearing a bra and like have a cute outfit and I'm showered and like have a handbag and all these Wear things. Wear perfume and yeah, like they're so and shave and like there's so many layers. And then also now in the age of like Botox and lip fillers and all these things, like you, I feel like we also feel a little bit of pressure to like manipulate our face. Like not only wear makeup and cover it up and do eyelash extensions and all the things, but also to like change. Like, the wrinkles on your face or the size of your lips or whatever. And it just is, it's crazy to me because I am someone who, I wear makeup every day. Like, even if I'm just at home. Like, I think it's partially, like, uh, partially, like, a confidence thing. But I think mostly it's, like, a meditative thing of I really, like, taking that time for myself in the morning. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll listen to a podcast or I'll listen to, like, my meditation app and, like, do my makeup. Like, drink some tea, drink some orange juice and, like, take that time for myself. But I think it is kind of the question of why are you wearing makeup and, like, can you fix that thing? Like, sometimes you just want to wear makeup because it's, like, a date night and you want to wear, like, a fun red lip with your fun red dress and, like, feel like you're taking the time to pamper yourself. But if it's, like, I have to get up for work at 5 a.m. and if I do my makeup, I have to get up at 4.30 and I'm so tired – why why do you have to wake up at 4 30 is it because you don't want your coworkers to see you with your bare face because you're embarrassed of it yeah then maybe work on that you yeah. know and I think that's kind of my ex or my position on like surgery and injections and like yeah. modifications as well kind of the same as makeup is like who are you doing it for and why yeah like and that's another reason I think you should never tell someone that they should wear makeup or that they should get any procedure done mm-hmm. because they shouldn't do it for anyone but themselves. Yeah. Like, you get a lot of pleasure out of wearing makeup. Mm-hmm. And you do it not for other people but for you. Yeah. I don't really like wearing makeup. Yeah. And so, like, when I do it, it's because I want to. Yeah. And, like, I can't tell you how many comments I get saying, like, you should get lip injections because I have small lips. But that is literally never something that once I have thought to myself, hmm, I would feel a lot happier if I had lip injections or if I did lip liner so I looked like I had bigger lips. That doesn't 
that, that doesn't make me happier. Yeah. That's not for me. Totally. And so I think with cosmetic procedures, which wasn't the question, but in addition to with makeup, think about why are you doing it? Who are you doing it mm-hmm. for? And also what happens if you don't? Yeah. Well, I think both of our stances on like makeup and cosmetic procedures is the same as yeah. like you shouldn't judge people for doing what they need to do in their self-confidence journey. Mm-hmm. Like, if someone is just never going to be able to love their nose, and, like, that is a sticking point for them, and every time they look in the mirror, they hate their nose, and they have for the last 25 years, I think if it empowers them to change it, and it benefits their life, and they genuinely cannot get there, then all the power to them. It's their money. They're an adult. For me, I think that's fine. I don't think I would ever change my face because I think I, for myself, need to just get to a point where I love myself enough. I feel the same way. Like, I think for myself, like, I've talked a lot about, like, after I have the baby or before I was pregnant, like, getting a breast reduction. Mm -hmm. But that's because of, like, actual back issues and health (laughs) issues. Whereas, like, I don't think I would ever get a boob job because, for me, if I had an issue with, like, the aesthetics of my boobs, I would just need to get over that for myself. Yeah. But I think think just, like, don't judge. And figure out why you feel like you need to wear makeup. Yeah. Is it because you like it or is it because you're Mm -hmm. afraid of your coworkers, your friends, or your family or your partner to see you? Yeah. So I think that's important too. Uh, Um, All right. What a great podcast. podcast. Give us a review on Apple Podcasts. Yes. Subscribe if you're listening Mm -hmm. on um, Spotify or Apple Podcasts or Google Play or YouTube. you know what? If you want, you could subscribe on all platforms. And yeah. Then you'll never miss it. Woo! Just saying. <laughs> um, leave a comment down below if you're watching on YouTube. Yes. Um, if you're watching on Apple Podcasts, give us a, a, a rating of five stars if you liked it. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you write us a review, that would be really nice too. Yeah, that really helps. It helps a lot. Uh, well, thank you so much. Thanks, guys. We love you. Bye. Bye.